1: Your
0: host, Derek Carey. Welcome, it's 2015 and you are listening to Astro Radio Z. And of course, I am your host, Derek Carey. Tonight, you have walked into the first... In a series of franchise episodes, you guys have been pestering me about when are we going to get another series of absolutely shitty movies to listen to you guys sit and pull apart. I mean, you couldn't get enough of the witchcraft episodes. I mean, a little piece of me died watching 13 of those movies. Now, I brought in all the crew that were involved in those episodes along with some new blood. Well, not really New Blood. I mean, they've been a part of Astro Radio Z for a while. But uh, some new people. This is going to be pretty epic. We got a pretty full crew and diverse crew here tonight to sit and go through. We voted many different franchises. What were some of the franchises, boys? We had... Uh, Texas Chainsaw. Uh, Texas
3: Chainsaw, um, Friday the 13th.
0: Yep. Howling. Emmanuel um, uh, Manuel, yeah. which almost Manuel I, I was really pulling for Daniel Lewis.
3: Yeah. I bet you were
0: Man, the Manuel Lewis series. <laughs> I was Mostly Webster. Manual. Webster. We were Webster. just going to do all the Webster episodes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True story. Um, but what ended up winning? Well, obviously you can read you can read the title of our episode, the Vice Academy series won tonight. It's amazing. How can you not want to talk about? linnea quigley and uh, ginger lynn so tonight welcome oh yeah hey what's up i am i am clapping because one mr brian cursed big gay horror fan is here brian we are live we are on air how are you doing my fine friend
4: i'm all right right, holy
0: shit that's a sexy hat (laughs) <laughs> it's,
5: awesome. it's, this is my uh, signed Linnea
0: Quigley uh, Vice Academy hat. Oh! oh.
4: oh
3: my God! <laughs>
0: Amazing,
3: Brian! If no, you I'm if you late, could, but maybe it was worth it.
0: Oh. Oh, hey, wow. it, it, you're here, so it's a hundred percent worth it. So, Brian, before we get into the hijinks that is Vice Academy, what is? It's been a while since I've talked to you, brother. How you doing? I know I'm doing all right. How about you? I'm uh, I'm here. So, uh, any yeah. big news for for the big gay horror fan? Not
4: really, man. Just I'm I'm writing for Dirge Magazine now, which has been a lot of fun. And uh, what else? Uh, no, you know, just the same old stuff. The stuff that we all do. You know, I've I've got writing stuff that's out there, some video stuff that's out there. But you know, it's just our standard stuff. You know, so so nothing n- nothing too exciting. But it's all good.
0: All right, man. Keep on keeping on, man. That's of right. Course, Next to him, the big fucking deal, Mr. Glenn Bittner. How you doing, sir?
6: Oh, I'm doing pretty fucking good.
0: So are you ready to dig through another set of amazing films this
6: year? Well, of course. Of course. All in one sitting, if if I could have. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, this time I didn't give you all six of them. I'm making you watch them one by one. I so, know. <laughs> I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to save you. Like, you shaved off years of your life watching witchcraft films last year. So I'm trying to help you out here. I want you to stick around.
4: Does so, that I mean that made, it made us younger? Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah. Uh, and no, it's like it's quite, I think it's the opposite Because you said shaved you off then then, oh, I, I
5: gotcha, I gotcha I
0: I've kind of lost a lot of hair I'm getting very grey
1: I,
6: I, I attribute it all to but, witchcraft but, To be fair <laughs> It is the last years of my life that I shaved off So I'm just going to miss You know, it's shitting you myself want? And, and, <laughs> and white dicks, dicks. And right, you, right, so like white dicks.
3: The bad years
0: <laughs> <laughs> The white dick years
1: Oh, speak, speaking
0: of someone I so dearly wanted on the witchcraft episodes, Mr. Andrew Shearer is in the house. Brother, how are you doing?
2: Hey, guilty
0: of being black on a Thursday night, partner. <laughs> there we go, sir. So, what's been going on, man? It's been a while since I talked to you. Same shit. Awesome. I'm uh, very excited because I know you're as big a Linnea Quigley fan as I am, so to have you on this series of episodes is very thrilling to me. Man, I'm still. Next to him, his partner in crime on the Cult Core series of episodes of The Cinephile. I, what, did I just fuck that up? No, no. I didn't. Yeah, you no, did I did it right. The Cinnamon Toast Crunch podcast. <laughs> uh, take two. Next. To, and, Next to him is his partner in crime in the Cinnamon Toast... (laughs) I tried to do it. I tried to do it, but I couldn't hold the straight... I couldn't hold the straight face. All right. Take... take. (laughs) Please leave that in. That's what she said at the picnic.
1: Take three.
0: Next to him is his partner in crime on the Cinemaphile podcast, the Cult Core series of episodes, some of my favorite episodes of podcasts that I listen to right now. Miss Kate Owens, how are you doing, Miss?
7: Good. I'm I'm doing so good that it should be illegal. So, how many
0: times did you actually watch these Vice Academy movies for tonight?
7: Just once, but I wanted to watch them more. <laughs> on repeat,
0: just leave them on repeat in the background.
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: there you go. But osmosis, all you've been doing is chanting Chucky, Chucky,
1: Chucky lately.
0: Okay? <laughs> so, of course, you knew this son of a bitch was going to be on this episode. My right-hand man, Mr. Mark the Movie Man. How are you doing, sir?
5: I am doing well. Thank you, sir. I have the frou-frou drink in hand, and uh, I'm ready to talk some Vice academy.
0: All right, Mark. Please give me, give me a thorough description of this uh, frou-frou drink. The for drink of this evening is white, not like
5: someone's dick, um, and it's uh, <laughs> why not? Yeah, it you enough. say it like
4: that would be a bad thing,
5: Mark. It tastes like pina colada, so uh, it must be a pina colada with there my straw are. in my Mountain Dew glass. So we're all good. And <laughs> speaking of shaving, you know, years off someone's life, I saw uh, the boy next door, and let me tell you. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching more Vice Academies before I see that film ever again.
2: See, and when people <laughs> listen to this thing. in the future, they they won't know that movie. They'll just think you were watching The Boy Next Door.
0: Yep. Yes, they
6: will.
4: Yeah. Or singing a Judy Garland song. For real. <laughs>
0: little, little do you know Mark is a tremendous pervert. So yeah. next to him is really some new blood on Astro Radio Z. This is his first time on Astro Radio Z, Mr. Paul Salzer. How you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic, and I I realize that this is the
8: first time that uh, I – there's a lot of firsts tonight because this is the first time I've actually seen the Vice Academy
0: movies too. So
6: it'll be an interesting night.
0: Some of us grew up with this kind of shit on the video (laughs) store shelves, so this was kind of like us revisiting an old hat. Or uh, trying to fit on an old pair of pants that we obviously have no business trying to put on anymore. Or a recurring case of hemorrhoids. Or just like an old white dick. Yeah, old white dick. We're
5: going to have
7: suss
0: that out. Otherwise, our listeners on. have no reference to our behind-the-scenes hijinks. So, yeah. last,
4: last but not least. I recommend trying an old white dick
0: a lot.
1: Actually.
2: Are you down with OWD? Is Shut it like, down. Uh, Shut
1: it, it down. <laughs> this podcast Dave is over. Stop <laughs> <Drop> the mic. <laughs> Nothing's <laughs> over, Derek. <laughs> Drop that mic, motherfucker. Where'd line. Derek go? Flatline. Clear. <laughs>
2: <laughs> clear. You just said clear. You nope.
1: Know.
0: Code White, (laughs) Mr. Scott Davis, welcome (laughs) back. I am I'm amazed that you would want. Well, actually, I shouldn't say anything. You're the one who chose this franchise.
3: Yes, I I did. I chose it proudly. Yeah, uh, absolutely. (laughs) I, you know. I've watched these. You asked Kate how many times she watched them. I watched them once, uh, regular, once with the commentary for this show, and I think I had just watched part one and two back in December. So, I mean, <laughs> again. So, I mean, like, uh, yeah. Um, I'm, I've got a pistol in my pocket, and, Derek, you can rock it. All right. So Sounds I'm really neat. stoked for this. Finger <laughs> on the trigger. Finger
0: on the So, actually – I was very – when you suggested this, uh, our vote was going forward, and it was looking like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies was. were actually going to win the vote. And yeah. you came to me and said, hey, what do you think about me suggesting uh, Vice Academy? And I and instantly I was like, you know what? For Astro Radio Z, I prefer – vice academy because every other podcast out there talks about the texas chainsaw massacre movies and yes i love those movies to death i mean the first one is my favorite horror film of all time but for this podcast for the content that we normally handle i think vice academy this series is way more especially after we did the witchcraft film so you don't get pegged as a horror process. podcast <laughs> no, I'm definitely not running a horror podcast in any way. Um,
3: <laughs> but I, well, I think that skull has special. tassels on it on the Astro Radio Z logo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, my brother definitely didn't design uh, a skull and crossbones uh, picture. For the so, uh,
3: A off-topic, but yeah.
0: <laughs> so before we start this, because obviously for the rest of the episode, we're going to be talking about white dicks. Mr. Andrew Shearer, can you please enlighten the listeners of Astro Radio Z what actually we're talking about here? Uh, Vice Academy, Parts 1 and 2.
1: No, I'm talking about <laughs> white dicks. Talk about, talk about your,
0: your in-depth knowledge of white dicks. Uh,
2: my friend Mark posted this thing about uh, what happens to your uh, penis as you get older. And uh, one of the things that the, the article said happens to it is it begins to get lighter in color, lighter in color.
0: And there you go, people. You're going to be hearing us make reference to white dicks for the rest of the night. But you know what? The movies that we're going to talk about aren't going to make your dick white. They're going to make them hard. So here we go. The first film we're going to talk about tonight, let's just get jump right into it, folks, is Vice Academy from 1989. <laughs> And here we are. We're going to talk about Vice Academy. Let's get down to basics. Here is the synopsis for the first film. In what is a loose send-up of Charlie's Angels and the Police Academy films on a shoestring budget, Vice Academy is the story of two female cops, Linnea Quigley and Karen Russell, that go undercover to bust a porno ring. This description, a little bit elaborated by me, was from imdb.com. This film... From 1989, was directed by Rick Sloan, who would make The Immortal Hobgoblins. You should all yeah. know what that film is. Oh, and it's awesome. And uh, is starring, obviously, I said, Linnea Quigley, Ginger Lynn, Karen Russell, Jane Hamill, and Ken Abraham. These are the main players of this film. Now, um, I originally saw this film... In the huge pile of films that I had to watch for the documentary I edited for Jason Paul Column called Screaming in High Heels, that was my first introduction to Vice Academy. And um, so coming back to this, it's probably been a good four or five years since I've watched this film. I'm kind of mixed about it. Um, I'd like to hear what you guys had to say before we jump into the breakdown um, of the film. Uh, Scott, since you were the guy that actually chose this series, why don't you give me a little history on your love for Vice Academy?
3: Well, I actually saw part two first, but uh, I'm gonna tell you that the first... Uh, this is great because I can tell you the first exposure I had to it was actually in a picture. And it was my also my first exposure to Linnea Quigley. I was already a fan of B-movies. I knew about Roger Corman, you know, I knew about Charles Bann and stuff. But somehow, because I was just going on whatever you could get at your local video stores in the Midwest, I had missed out completely that there was this actress that was in all these movies. There was an article, it was about maybe like four pages long in Premiere Magazine, the way back of the magazine, called like, Queen of the Bees, and it was about Linnea Quigley, and it had uh, just a couple pictures in it along with a great, really good, but brief in- interview uh, one was a picture of her doing the double chainsaw dance from Hollywood chainsaw oh, yeah. hookers a classic get the blu-ray um, and uh, another <laughs> was a shot of her uh, uh, in what would be like the fo- the kind of the porno set scene from Vice Academy and it's her in like this little leather outfit <laughs> with, with a feather duster and I'm like what is that? <laughs> just,
0: just, so a you movie. had a, you had a mild erection, is what you're saying?
3: A mild, yeah, just a, yeah, a little, little white, yeah. Um, the um and in the back of the and in the back of the movie and they didn't even mention the movie, I don't think, but in the back, premiere used to list filmographies. This is before the internet, so we didn't really get filmographies of like everything people have done annotated by year, and it just listed. So much shit that she had done, which at that point was only like in about a 10 or 12 year period. I was just like, oh my god, look at all these titles! I have to see these! So I sought them out. I saw part two first in Mr. Movies. Saw when they got Vice Academy 2. I'm like, yes, that one, that one. I remember it got there the same day as The Punisher, and I wound up renting that over The Punisher. Well, I loved it. Actually, Dolph Lundgren's version is my favorite version of The Punisher yet, but... Going back, uh, <laughs> got it. Immediately got what they were going for. I mean, naturally, I was like about fourteen, fifteen at this point, and uh, because this is a couple years after the first one had to come out, and I was like, but immediately I see it. as like, oh, I get it. Okay, it's not sexy. And I mean, that was the reason I was getting, and I was like, you know, I don't can't get a date, right. you know. But <laughs> it was. I was. It was. It's not sexy. It's silly. It's a it treats sex as silly and sleazy and kind of ridiculous and a bit degrading for people when they get really into it, and basically it's a big Hanna Barbera cartoon but really skanked up. And I'm like, <laughs> I get it, I get it, and I was immediately on board with what Rick Sloan was going for in these movies. Uh, Ginger Lynn Allen and uh, Linnea Quigley made a great uh, couple that were uh, a pair that were uh, rivals in the movies and in real life if you're if uh, if uh, what the commentaries are accurate. So it was I, I I completely loved it and I immediately said yeah these are way better than the Police Academy movies. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to go that far. Oh um. yeah.
1: A <laughs> but uh, let's, let's start a- it
3: off. Academy three, you're like <laughs> so, Well,
0: when you go to when you go past part three of Police Academy, yeah, you're just asking for trouble. Exactly. Police <laughs> Academy one starts off with this great scene that has these two gentlemen that are sitting in a car outside of a convenience store or a liquor store. They're they're trying to make a drug deal, and they're the least convincing straight guys I've ever seen in a film in my entire life. <laughs> um, I, I I am very seriously wondering why they didn't just have them kiss, they, they, they probably should have Top grade, I can make a killing on this, how much more can you get me? As much as you want babe, I got a new source
2: Unlimited Don't call me babe I told you about that before, I hate it
7: Gotcha, no problem I remember
3: you telling me that before. (laughs) They had this great dialogue that was so unintentionally like that. Sorry, go ahead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the main thing that I noticed was how bad the dub was. How the ADR was so horribly done throughout (laughs) the entire scene. Brian, what did you think of the beginning of this flick, this first scene?
4: Dude, you totally baffled me. I did not get the gay subtext between I, I know he's got that line about don't call me babe i hate it when you call me babe but i didn't think <laughs> that meant anything other than it just being a cheesy line so wow i would i'll have to go back and rewatch
0: um, <laughs> oh, well i, I mean, immediately well, because the look the in their they eyes to, they're, they're looking at just each feminine,
3: other or the fact do you think that they were supposed to be gay that they were written that way no, I think it was unintentional, personally. Unintentional
0: know, Okay. Care. No, seriously, I just thought because of, um, and I'm, and I thought it was, uh, it was playful in that line that you had said. Um, flat out, I was just, I was just waiting for the two dudes to kiss. I didn't think it was an actual drug.
1: I'm deal. always waiting I for thought... the two dudes. To kiss. <laughs> <laughs>
8: never fucking happens at the gym, at the grocery store. <laughs> so, <laughs> so these two guys' vision
4: never
5: fucking happens, dude. Don't wait. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh awesome. So so these two guys are in this tight little car trying to make a drug deal with the big Ziploc bag full of what's supposed to be cocaine but it's obviously flour and <laughs> and, and, and and spouting off some of the cheesiest dialogue you ever heard I love it the scene is so amazing. Then Ginger Lynn pulls up in what is actually her car. Her personal car um, drives up and tries to make a bust on these guys as an undercover, quote-unquote, cop. Hey, baby, would you mind finishing your aerobics elsewhere? We're trying to conduct a little business here. What kind of business, big boy? Now, she's a student. Why they're giving her the ability to go out and just make arrests is kind of <laughs> baffling to me. But um, <laughs> so, so she comes up and basically... Um, She's, she's done up in this little go-go dress and has cheesy 80s hair metal blasting in the background. And uh, this is a runicur- running theme throughout this film, at least I thought, was that there's always one cop that's able to bust a group of people successfully without the group overwhelming them. Um, <laughs> did anyone else feel this was weird? It's dumb. In this movie,
3: no. <laughs> this movie. Anywhere else, yes, but in this movie, no. <laughs> so so my
0: first question I want to pose to you guys. Um After this amazing scene, we go into, you know, what essentially is for a good 30 minutes police academy, but done on a super shoestring budget. First uh, question I want to present is, is Ginger Lynn's character the only real character in the film with any sort of backstory or depth? Do you feel she's actually the only character that is fleshed out in this film? Yes. Yes.
1: Mm,
3: I would say she's the most fleshed out. I'd say that... um, Dee Dee and uh, – sorry, I'm going to look her up because she was only in this movie. Shawnee. Um, sh- Shawnee? Thank you. Shawnee. Thank yeah. you. Dee and Shawnee. Thank you, Paul. And uh, Shawnee uh, was I, really
5: I, fleshed out, but I'll talk about that
3: later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That already, <laughs> but, but, me, please
5: but,
0: elaborate on that,
5: Andrew. But, please elaborate we, on the we will.
3: But it's like I, I think that they were kind of at least to say that you know these are two people who obviously probably knew each other. Maybe since high school or something, and they were always – there were the party girls in high school, and now they were entering the real world, and they were kind of did a lot – I got the feeling they did a lot of half-hearted things over the year. Like maybe they went to beauty school. Maybe they went to this. Maybe they said, well, maybe this for now, but they couldn't get over their party party ways, and this is the time where, no pun intended, they kind of bone up a bit. And decide to yeah, and they decide to uh, you know actually take the Vice Academy seriously. It's the impression I got anyway. So I would say that they were uh, put in there, but the guy was just a horn dog who was along for the ride. Yeah. Yeah, well, this
0: this is my thing. Is his character is basically nothing. Now, Paul, what did you think? Do you think that Linnea and uh, and Karen Russell's character are basically the, just the same character?
8: I was actually kind of envisioning it like Stripes. Or, uh, remember that movie uh, mm-hmm. with Harold yeah. Ramis? And yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what yeah. I thought. That's how they got in, involved. And because oh. it started with Holly's character, I, being a first-time uh, goer for this movie, the, for the Vice Academies, I thought the movie was going to be about her character. And mm-hmm. and then when they kind of switched over to the Dee Dee and Shawnee characters, I was like, oh, what about this ki- Oh, she's supposed to be the mean girl. Oh, that's why we're not going to watch her. So, anyways, uh, that's what I thought about uh, the film. Anyways,
7: that's what I thought too at first. It was my first time seeing it too, and I I thought, oh, this is this is the main, this is the girl, and yeah, And it wasn't.
8: <laughs> I was
4: surprised too. I think this is the first time I've actually seen this. I've seen Vice Academy too a number of times, mm-hmm. and I was surprised because Ginger Lynn Dallin's character obviously is very much a part of it in the second one, but I was, she was kind of a supporting character in this one, so yeah. I was surprised by that as well. I really was.
2: It's because she's got bitch faces. Why?
3: Yeah, <laughs> she was good at it. <laughs> she was really good at it. Yes, she always played kind of the nice girl in her uh, adult films. Uh, you know? Well, <laughs> oh, no, she did. I, hey, I've seen a lot of them. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna hide that. I've seen a lot of them, and she was always kind of the. She was never this mean, really, in all the ones that I had seen, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least of oh. her earlier films.
6: I think she needed to be in a support role because Shawnee needed a lot of support.
0: (laughs) 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 Speaking of support, I want to hear because I know we had talked about this briefly outside of uh this episode is that miss karen russell mr andrew shearer would you like to tell me a little bit about miss karen russell in this yeah yeah man let me just say this first
2: i have my own podcast so i don't need to talk a lot on this thing we got a lot of people on here i'm not trying to take up all the air so if i don't say anything long on this whole shit I want this part right here for me, and I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to people listening to this, talking to anybody on the panel. This is for Karen Russell. Hi. My name is Andrew Shearer, and um, I saw the Vice Academy when I was in probably sixth grade, and uh, you just, like, stole my heart, man. As a character, Shawnee, I found you to be a complete and total Knockout, the most beautiful woman ever. I was a huge Lena Quigley fan, that's why I watched the movie. Anybody that read Fangoria knew who Lena was, knew she was a hero, just like anybody who read Metal Metal Edge knew who Lita Ford was, and she was a hero for uh, you know heavy metal. But man, Karen Russell, Madam, Miss, wherever you are, I just want you to know. As an adult, I revisited these movies because of Astro Radio Z, and I watched it, and you still, you still stole my heart away. You gorgeous, gorgeous woman, you. The end.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's sweet.
0: It yeah. is the truth. I, I Revisiting this. I mean, holy fuck. I'm sorry, Derek. She's
3: just...
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay, it just is. got a little less
3: sweet.
2: <laughs> There's a part in the commentary where, 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 where uh, the director, um, Rick Sloan, says she wasn't wearing underwear in a shot, so they had to move the camera up higher.
1: Wasn't wearing underwear. <laughs> <laughs> and then Did he you says pause? They had to Did you a, pause?
2: Did you pause? They had to put a coat. They had to make her wear a coat because the boobies were coming out. was Oh, where going? She can't be contained by cinema. That's why she wasn't in any of the other ones. She can't be contained by the motherfucking cinema camera.
0: Sorry, dear.
1: No,
0: it's perfectly okay. So the next scene <laughs> is, is a classroom scene. And uh they come in and they're trying they bring up uh, uh Shawnee and uh Dwayne's character to illustrate like a a, a cop and a perpetrator, and somebody's trying to uh, be the aggressor and what you do in order to uh, disarm uh, the person and I thought that uh, Shawnee had a perfect technique of how to disarm and and, uh, thwart the attacker was to promptly take out her amazing breasts so that he would just be hypnotized (laughs) by them. I'm just going to go watch that piece, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Gene <laughs> and, <laughs> and
0: <Jane, Jane laughs> Hamill, who is the teacher Miss uh Shire She immediately goes
4: No, 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 that is hard, hardly the way to do it I'll show you the proper method and put your
3: clothes back on
0: And I was like, that's some bullshit right there But uh, then, then, then would
1: A- Fuck you
3: it, You know, it might not be by the book But it would but, uh, And I don't say this as any like a, like a horny guy or a proud person, but I have to say, most guys on the planet that would work. That especially would
0: work, especially if the kids were that nice.
1: Yeah, I think even if you were book,
6: gay, that would. It was worked. by her book.
1: <laughs> Listen,
2: Brian. Brian, would stop I have you. I have missed you greatly, Brian. I just want to say that too,
4: Andrew. I love you. I really, really do. I
2: yeah, for you. real, man. It's all mutual on this side, man. Just titties are just universal titties, real
4: ones. I love titties. Yeah.
2: I know you do. I know
4: you do. So that would make me stop. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, rustle up some good titties. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: Uh-oh. so what is what is Miss Devonshire's uh her alternative? is to knee Dwayne in the balls, and then she, which is accompanied by, uh, like, a drum hit.
3: <laughs> and, um, a, a ding. A
0: ding
8: of
3: a her ding. Ding. Like yeah.
0: always, bell. A
8: Then there's a bass.
0: <laughs> well, there's always all of the foley for the sound effects is yeah. all just based on drum sounds throughout the entire movie. But, uh, so she invites the rest of the class to come up and knee him in the balls in a, a big processional of women just horribly trying to knee people in the balls. Now, Mark, <laughs> did this hurt your your gonads watching this? <laughs> well, uh, quick little side story. I was in a improv comedy troupe uh, in
5: college, and one of the uh, uh, models there was, in case the audience starts to die, just knee Mark in the balls. So <laughs> When I watched
0: this childhood trauma comes back.
5: Yeah, you know, it was it was kind of traumatic. I, I was, but I was, I'm fine now. Everything's I'm, great. I, I'm good. You know, nothing's uh, wide surgery. At all. Surgery went well. The, gravity took hold, and you know, everything's back to normal now. Uh, but yeah, it was a little traumatic. Uh, you know, I. <laughs> It, it, the minute you see that scene if you didn't gather already what type of film this was that scene right there really cements of what you're in for for the <laughs> style of comedy and just where this film was going in case you didn't catch it up until then it's that scene there that you're like okay we have a procession of ladies kneeing a guy in the balls and <laughs> I see where the rest of this film is going right uh, it, it really does I mean if you, if there was any question before that scene pretty much... Tells you what you're in for the rest of the movie. Um. Absolutely.
0: Well, the running gag throughout the entire movie is Ken slash Dwayne in the movie getting kneed in the balls endlessly. Yeah. That's why he wasn't in any of the other ones. He died from that shit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's what happened. So shit went up into his body and it poisoned him. Mm -hmm. He turned white and that was
0: it. (laughs) (laughs) This gag happens at the eleven minute mark. At the fourteen minute mark, at the hour and fourteen minute mark, and the hour and twenty four minute mark. Um so this gag, they did not want this to die. His I'm I'm convinced that his character is only in this movie to get need in the balls. And then he died. Actually, actually,
3: actually Derek, did you see did you see do you see did you see what uh, Ken Abraham is up to now? No, I have. He's He's an editor. editor. Yes, an editor. He's Uh, an editor on reality TV's like TV shows like Snooki and Jay. Wow, he edited some of those. Though (laughs) he's still getting
6: eaten the balls.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He sits on one of those donuts when he edits from all the dick injuries.
3: (laughs) He says, "I tried acting. It's not for the weak of heart."
5: the week of testicles
3: <laughs> <laughs> so we we
0: we're, from this scene we go into the the actual academy itself which uh, there is zero art direction in this place, basically white walls. There are only two people running this entire shindig, the, the chief of police and Miss Devonshire, because they couldn't afford to bring any other people to be in these extra scenes. Um, <laughs> Glenn, what, how did you feel about the overall, um, quote-unquote, cheapness of the production? Ooh, I thought my
6: shit was cheap. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, it was I mean, there there's there's a lot of this stuff from from that time period of you know, the very hastily shot and the very cheaply made and this is this is like the that that benchmark of the as long as you don't look as cheap as this film <laughs> we'll be okay. Um, if it wasn't for the boobs. That's 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 really all there was. I mean, you know, I mean, you know and, and Linnea who I, I will watch I will watch Linnea quickly sit in a rocking chair and just sit there. You know, yeah. if you talk to a cat, I'd still be happy. So, literally, yeah. I'm easy to please. But, yeah, this movie was so cheaply made.
0: Well, and it's it's good to see that with the second movie, obviously, they got money. This must have sold very well for them, and they got a higher budget. And it looks a lot better. But this first movie, first thing that sticks out is just the sparseness of the art direction, the cheapness of the production. Because that scene in particular, you, you walk into what an, an area which traditionally would be filled with with people and a lot of noise and an office with with uh, you know people behind desks and and cops moving back and forth. No, it's just the chief of police, white walls, and a group of nameless women lined along the wall that are that are students. Well,
1: and, if uh, you
3: notice, there's a, there's a scene. I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm jumping too much ahead or anything, but there's a scene where. They they need Ginger's Lynn's character Holly to pick out uh, people that she uh, arrested if, out of a lineup. Why yep, you'd have to do that a if you're an arresting scene. officer, I don't know. That's the neck, yeah. But they don't bring her into actually like the actual lineup room. They just line them up right in front of in the, the lobby of, of the lobbies. <laughs> and the guys just like look twice and run out there like oh it's well you know it's a good thing there's no police (laughs) (laughs) to stop these people from running out in front of them past the students and right out the front door (laughs) daddy
7: you let them get away after all my hard work
4: don't you worry
3: pumpkin We'll find them. If you're ever arrested, don't try that. It's not going to work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is a prime example of just kind of the limited budget that this, this film had to work with and what they had to try and pull off. Um, so we go to the next scene, which is takes place in what's essentially supposed to be like their training ground where they do all their physical activity and all this this stuff. You know, they're, they're high stepping through, you know, tires on the ground and jumping over hurdles and stuff like this. Paul, why don't you tell, can you please describe to me the look of this training yard
8: <laughs> it looked like one of those Phi Ed uh, type of obstacle courses but the funniest thing is that if you looked into the background you'd see this raging highway going on <laughs> like they, they went to a park a public park and, yes. and, and like set up everything and then had them run through the obstacle course the wall was like a small like door almost it was that thin
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> you, you, mentioned, you mentioned the freeway do you notice which direction they're shooting at the target? Exactly. I was just about to bring that up. Wait a, <laughs> freeway freeway right scene a with they're, Russell. They're,
3: they're doing the targeting shoot.
5: And the, there's the gun and they're shooting towards the target. And there's a freeway behind them. <laughs> so they're shooting towards the freeway.
1: Karen,
2: I was like, <laughs> wow. Karen really? Russell doesn't appear to be wearing a bra in the scenes. No, she and doesn't. A woman of her um, attributes <laughs> should be wearing at least two sports bras, but thank you for not.
8: <laughs> because I noticed it was a noticeable moment. you a hot day. You know, you Got try more three. bounce to the out. Can, <laughs> can I mention something about Devonshire's character? Yes, please. you yeah. catch her full name? It's Thelma Louise Devonshire, and yes. this is years before the Thelma and Louise movie.
1: Oh.
8: I, I wonder if that actually if they were like influenced by this movie somehow and didn't know <laughs> you no, guys are amazing
2: not. for all the things you pay attention to i don't remember
8: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know not established <laughs> Yeah, I let's establish four, this if Andrew Shearer is straight up looking at tits the entire time.
3: So. <laughs> I Karen Russell I between these two rooms I have four pages I had a vision and, of and I never said I have to caught the thumb in the least, and that's great. I don't know <laughs> shit except
2: for Karen Russell. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to this man for real, gunserific at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> this whole, your whole, your whole entire involvement in this entire series of podcasts is just like to like, kind of passive aggressively stalk Karen Russell. Man.
2: What's wrong with that, Scott? <laughs>
3: That's a goal. You know what? Well, it's better, it, it, I, nice I can't goal. see a problem. I
1: can't. We see should. Problem, we should add I'm Karen Nerna yeah.
6: before his dick turns white.
0: <laughs> hey, you, you got it. It's the bucket list, man. You got to check that off.
1: <laughs>
2: she was in Dick Tracy.
1: was yes, yes. <laughs> A no,
3: dancer she must, or something like that. Much, she must have been a dancer in real life because she plays uh, anonymous dancing parts in a lot of these movies. Actually, Karen, you
2: if Dance. you with if we get talk to me, you'll never have to be an anonymous dancer again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy you all the sports bras you need. <laughs>
0: so after we see this amazing sequence in a a city park shooting at uh, passing cars on the highway we go back into the classroom to uh, have an education about uh, dressing yourself in and painting yourself up as a hooker uh, (laughs) with Miss Devonshire
4: this is a demonstration of what you may need when you go undercover
2: Really, I never seem to find a use for it.
4: Frequently, you may have to pose as prostitutes when undercover. I'm going to show you how they wear their makeup so that you can learn. Dee Dee, Shawnee, come up here, please. Now remember, time is everything. No pimp is going to wait an hour for his whore to put on her face.
0: Kate, what did you think as as a female of what is your perspective on the, the, her technique on uh, painting someone up to Miss Karen Russell to be sexy for to be a streetwalker?
7: Well, I first thought when she called on them, I thought that's a dick move that she just did. First of all, and she's picking the two party girls who get made fun of by the goody two-shoes girl, but then I just thought, oh my god, she's really quick.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
7: like, how much time could I save if, you know, like, shit. Like, she's really quick, and yeah, it was it was actually really funny, because then when they did Lene's makeup, it was just like, I don't know how someone could put anything on that poorly. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's like the, the
2: lady in airplane that was trying to put on her makeup the whole movie.
7: Yeah! That's what it was like. I was like, oh, it's going to be a lot. And then it was just all fucking over her face. <laughs> what is
2: it? Devonshire says, no pimp is going to wait a half hour for his floor yeah. to put on her face.
7: I actually thought
3: that was a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the movie might be silly. I'm like, You know, she has a point there. Actually, (laughs) as opposed
0: to them actually just preparing themselves before they go out. Yeah, you know. (laughs) uh,
3: Exactly.
1: What what do I know? Exactly.
3: Who's going to know? Who's going to know? Like how long they took to prepare themselves before going (laughs) undercover?
1: (laughs) Those pimps are always put
0: on your face. (laughs) They need them dollar bills. Bring me that paper. So, the next scene, they're in the bathroom wiping off what, you know, Karen, or she has absolutely zero skill putting on makeup on somebody else, as Kate had said. She basically painted uh... Linnea's face red. And they go into the bathroom, and Ginger Lynn comes in there, the bitch she is in this movie, and just rides them. You
7: know, you two really surprise me. <laughs> what do you mean? I thought that I was the only one in class who took the time to go out undercover every night. I had no idea that we shared the same interests. Holly, you might be going out undercover, but we're just going out to have some fun. I should have known. Isn't there anything in life that's important to you? Do you just want to have fun all the time? Give it a rest. School's out. No, you just named one important cause you have ever fought for. We once petitioned for the legalization and decriminalization of, uh...
0: And then and then the girls take out this huge freaking sign that says vice cop and <laughs> tape it to her back as if she would have zero idea that it was there. Um, and then they go out on a stakeout, and guess what? Everyone ignores Ginger. It's, it's major a can It's a
3: Barbera cartoon, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> to this Look point,
0: Brian, what was what? How are you digging the movie? Because at this point, we're about 23 minutes in. Was it was it jiving with you? How are you feeling?
4: It's just silly. I mean, it's not funny. Kind of like uh, Scott was saying, it's a Hanna-Barbera so- car- cartoon. Um, I <laughs> enjoyed the performers in it. I Like everyone else, I love Linnea and Karen Russell and Ken Abraham, who was in Creepazoids and all that shit. I, I, I mostly got off on the performers. As everyone was saying, the budget really amazed me at how, how small it was, and that kind of took me out of it a bit. But, um I I enjoy bits, but more than anything with this film, I enjoyed the performers just seeing them. Um, And yeah, it it kind of reminded me a bit of the witchcraft films, not in the fact that they were as bad as the witchcraft films, but about (laughs) 45 minutes, an hour and into it, I was like, Oh my God, I still have a half hour left of
0: this. (laughs) This is exactly something I said to myself.
4: Yeah. Just the energy. And it kind of was a flat line energy. There wasn't a lot of, these movies could have been 75 or 80 minutes and probably been a lot better yeah, you know, yeah. If the if the pacing had just been a bit quicker, and they cut out some of the bits, so. Well,
0: true story. Uh, I did this with the witchcraft films, and I, I I don't recall if I had said this on the episodes themselves. But I rewatch these films for these episodes after I watch them once, so that I can just experience the film. And then get an overall feeling for it. And then I watch it again and, and, and get my notes and try to pick it apart. And the second time I watch it, I normally watch it on like double speed or like one and a half speed. And that, you you know, it cuts it down to half the watching time. And this movie, it was perfect <laughs> at
1: half <the> time.
0: So <laughs> where at an hour and a half, um, the edit is really loose. Um, and because the edit is really loose, there's a lot of dead space in some of the performances and some of the setup. And I agree with you totally. I I just think that these films would have been better off at a shorter runtime. And that's something I've said in the past on this show is that I think a lot of these exploitation films, well, especially from this era, because there was an expectation to deliver a 90 minute movie. Because um, that's what the perceived notion of what a feature film was at this time.
3: Also, foreign markets. Uh, what I what I've heard is like that that uh, some people say like, yeah, we wanted to be shorter, but foreign markets m- made us do it eighty five to ninety minutes, and that's why a lot of them were or that long because they hoped that maybe they would get actually released to theaters overseas. <laughs> but anyway, it's possible. <laughs> you never know. <laughs>
1: right.
0: right. <laughs> Hey Mark, what was? How did you feel about the the pacing and overall feel of the film?
5: Uh, when it started off, I'm like, okay, this is good. But yeah, about the half hour hour mark, you know, between half an hour to an hour late late at that point, I'm like, oh, okay, we're still going with the same jokes. We're still going with the same. It was like nothing really new here, except for maybe a statement about the porn industry which I thought was interesting considering there was a number of porn actresses Actress, in, this, yeah. in this film you know. Uh, and actually I think it, it's coming up on the scene maybe I'm getting a little too ahead but Go ahead. When, uh, uh, when the two are out and they're walking down Hollywood Boulevard and suddenly they come across a girl who was beat up
7: hey are you alright what happened to you leave me alone let us help you how can you help me we're cops. You sure you're cops. Well, sometimes we're not even sure ourselves. We're still in the academy, but we can help you. Just tell us what happened to you.
5: And, and you find out she was in the porn industry and it's like, ha ha ha, ha we're poking fun, ha, ha. boom holy shit, we just got heavy real quick here. <laughs> yeah, that part yeah, does
2: get to pretty real, yeah. And, and then always, I, I first saw this, yeah. We
5: go back to, ha-ha, hey, we want a bullet. And I'm just thinking, like, wait a minute. We just had, like, almost a serious scene with this part of the, you know, this uh, girl uh, talking about how she got beat up, and it's part of the, you know, the porn industry and then she got here young and this a whole little statement and this little message and a little serious scene and the music actually gets a little good right there before it goes back to witchcraft quality. And also <laughs> we because the whole soundtrack sounds like it came from witchcraft. But then the rest of the film we're back to haha ha, and I'm like, what the hell was that?
0: Well <laughs> let's let's get it let's break that scene down because that's actually what I was going to bring up directly after this was that at the twenty three minute mark when that comes in a pesky thing called a plot starts to happen. (laughs) At at that point, there really wasn't any plot. And uh, the the girl you're referring to, whose name is Cherry Pop, a 15-year-old self-professed highest-paid porno queen, uh, is beat up in an alleyway. And uh, even though this is kind of a heavier scene, she still pulls a gag where she pulls out a VHS copy of her workout yes, video I know, that she carries
3: right? around with her, and it's called "Boning Up with it's Cherry Pop.
1: Because
5: pop. <laughs> 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 that was different than the porn movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: So because of this, Linnea and Karen go back to the Academy and talk to Miss Devonshire and uh, decide that, you know what, this is their undercover. This is what they want to do to try and meet their quota. Of arrests that supposedly they have to make in order to graduate the academy. <laughs> so in order to do this, Miss Devonshire gets super excited. They're gonna infiltrate this um porno ring. So they she gives him a bu- gives them a bunch of bootleg James Bond spy gimmick <laughs> things, like like a a siren lipstick. Yeah. And, and and what was that like breath? A uh, spray that was actually like an alarm that went off. And it just cheapo, it, cheapo, cheapo stuff.
3: It's like high-tech gadgets where, okay, we don't have to do any special effects. We just have to have a, a stock sound effect on the soundtrack. Yes. Yeah. That's why it's a... simulated siren and a simulated gunfire and that's it
0: (laughs) which is a good point to 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 jump off to talk about the amazing score of this film which was obviously done on a casio keyboard and
5: uh don't insult casio like that come
0: on glenn please honestly tell me did you rush out and buy the the soundtrack to this film
6: there was a soundtrack. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, not
3: kind of sound like that. Yeah,
6: uh, <laughs> yeah I, I, I can I could recreate it probably in about two minutes, and I have no musical training whatsoever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it just it just kind of showcased the the overall menace. I'd be very interested in. Did any of you happen to come across? I wasn't able to find it. The actual budget of this film.
3: I just looked on IMDb. I couldn't find it. Uh, Big 2 dollars awesome? and a jawbreaker. Yeah, that's guess- what I... I'm pretty
2: convinced by that. <laughs> a dollar and some envelopes.
3: I'm guessing it's around... Uh, because just going by the budget of films of the era, like Hollywood Chainsaw hookers and stuff, I'm guessing it had a similar budget of around like fifty thousand or something like. That.
0: I'm guessing it honestly, was it was under
3: a hundred. It was under a hundred for. It sure.
0: had to be somewhere between the twenty-five 000 and fifty thousand dollars range. I'm guessing. Um, I couldn't find anything, so I can't verify that. And maybe if we get Rick Sloan on the line, mm-hmm. uh, we can we can suss that out because I'd be highly interested.
1: God,
3: I hope he doesn't tell us it cost like half a million dollars. Oh, you know that Poor that Rick. didn't happen <laughs> unless there it.
0: was so, there was I some embezzlement it. going on.
6: Uh, if, it, if it cost twenty five thousand, I think half of that was spent on that freaking hairdo for uh...
0: Queen Bee. <laughs> queen, queen Bee. bee. Jo- Joan. Yes.
6: And the
1: honey jar.
0: Yes. And the honey jar. Yep. So, so our next queen scene girl. is is Linnea Quigley, uh, Dwayne, and and Karen going to uh, this porno set because uh, Linnea <coughs> gets a job as a porno actress and to try and find out you know, what's going on with Cherry Pop there. And uh, she shows up and she goes through this
3: interview. This is great. Oh, we needed some solid evidence now.
7: Do you think she should have gone on the couch with him? Shh, shh. I, uh, brought my resume with me. It'll show you what I do best.
0: In the background are a bunch of horror send-up posters for pornos. Uh, There there was one that was called The Nightmare of the Lost Horrors. And the other one was called Night of the Loving Dead, which is actually another title for Necromantic um mm-hmm. so i thought that was that was kind of funny um but uh
3: so it's not as good, it's not as good as night of the giving head which is the title <laughs> oh, that yeah. is an actual title
0: <laughs> so then the next scene is linnea gets the gig and uh, has to do a porno sequence overall boys and girl what were the thoughts of this amazing tasteful porno sequence
3: Hilarious. Yes. It was hilarious. And it actually reminded me of an actual one that I had seen when I was a college student. Because I remember this one movie that we had this really dingy, dingy. If you didn't want to walk all the way to Hollywood Video, you could always stop in at 99 Cent Movie Club. Where they had this adult section and everything smelled like dust and slime in there. And... (laughs) I rented... White dicks. I remember renting this one movie, and it was... I swear to Christ, it was called Wetness for the Prosecution. And... and, uh, It was so cheap. It was so horrible. And, of course, now the girls are not the high-class girls, but if the girls were not high-class... They cared even less about what guys looked like back then. These guys were scuzz. Ron Jeremy would have looked like a pinup compared to a lot of these people. And... They had this one guy who was actually smoking a cigarette while he was going to town on scene, and he needed his hands free. Yeah, I'm seeing Kate's mortified face right now. Um, And he needed to, he needed a thing, and he just kind of looks confused. And you actually see a stagehand reach in and take his cigarette away from him so he can like go to town. Which which
1: town was that?
3: I have only seen this movie almost 20 years ago, and that is still ingrained in my brain.
0: I wish my listeners could have seen the motions that you were making while you were describing this. Um, It was thoroughly unappealing, and I I, I may have trouble gaining erection uh, for for at least the rest of the week. I want to know what town he went to. Believe it or not,
3: I'm single.
2: Did he go to Hershey, Pennsylvania? Was that the town?
0: <laughs> you take the highway there, right? Yes. Yeah, so, oh.
1: so, <laughs> <laughs> so, then, we,
0: after a- after this porno sequence, um can, can we, we can Renee we back up one, moment, back up? A, one
8: moment? Because yes, one of the please. one of the scenes I really really liked was when uh when the DD character rips open the door instead of like supposedly being
3: oh, frightened. It um, was fantastic. Uh, Who is it?
0: I'm a horny stud. Open up and let me in. I want to rape you until you split in two.
7: No, no, cut! Dee Dee, you're supposed to be frightened of him. You're not supposed to be so goddamn anxious you rip the door off the hinges. Sorry so funny
5: oh yeah. in the porn in the porn scene yeah she's supposed yeah. to do a line and then she's
0: supposed to open the door and she rips the door off
5: because <laughs> she <laughs>
7: wants Chucky
0: so much yeah. Chucky Long that she's, was so, great. she's so excited and then there's a crew member just smoking a cigarette through the window <laughs> that's funny as that shit reminded man. me
3: yeah. of Wentz the Prosecution <laughs> well, <laughs>
5: again I swear they're making a statement about the porn industry because who is playing uh uh the, the director is uh who what's her name Desiree who Des- was Desiree yeah uh, a porn Piper, actor who is another porn actor in here. <laughs> exactly, yeah, and they're making fun of the industry with this film. I I honestly think that was at least their intention. Maybe not the script writers, but I'm wondering if the actresses just kind of took hold of this script. Rick, <laughs> Sloan,
3: Rick Sloan says in the in the commentary, he says that he says he asked that that Ginger told him. He says, "You have this right, you know, is that the when." the women are directing porn, we always kind of dreaded it because the women are far more degrading to the actresses than the men are, the men directors. And he said and the commentary, wow, I was right without even doing any research.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, it's, it was, he made statements without necessarily intending to, but he did. I mean, the, that that actually has a tinge of truth to it
0: that's funny um so after they they go through this porno sequence we are or they don't take off
4: their clothes no they don't i was wondering
7: about that too
4: It was (laughs) really weird to me i i I mean obviously you can't have hardcore sex in this kind of movie but that just took me out of it i was like well if they're really seriously legitimately making a porno film these characters are supposed to be that obviously, so obviously, was not a was scene. Well, know, I think the these sense. were
2: made for cable, and the nudity that's in them yes. was uh, done in such a way that it could be cut out really easily. Yeah. 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 Uh,
3: apparently, well, these played well, a sure. lot on it USA. Just up really online. just really took, me
5: out of, of, it took yeah.
2: me out of it. I didn't care because it wasn't Karen Russell, so funny. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it was Linnea Quigley. You can't yeah, tell me. You you've, seen, see you've seen everything you need to see. Of a if you saw *Return of the Living Dead* in 1985,
0: so. <laughs> so so for the fifth time now we get past this porno sequence and and we're back to the academy and we get this epic long hair pulling uh cap fight between ginger lynn and linnea quigley where they're tripping over pvc pipe uh like little obstacle course things in this park while everyone's watching and the raging highways going on in the background in a bootleg version of the batman theme plays <laughs> <with> them <laughs> rustling around on the on the ground um honestly how andrew how long could have this scene gone on for your for your taste
2: Oh, well, that was cool, you know, like knowing that they actually like didn't like each other. You know, and if you know that, like I think one of them pulled the other's earrings off or something <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, yeah, I just, I think really what it could use. used.
3: Oh, I know what he was going to say. And, it, and now we'll never know. What no, he I know do. what he was going to say. Karen <laughs> Russell wasn't in the
5: scene. Yes, exactly, Paul. <laughs>
0: what is that picture oh Andrew yeah finish your thought oh, I just said you know Karen Russell wasn't <laughs> yes. Yes. Funny, thing is, funny thing is this Mark finished the thought for you so
3: <laughs>
0: I think by now
3: dropped out so you guys
0: you guys know
2: how I feel I just uh Karen Russell I find to be a quite an exceptional actor. In the chest area. No, just everything. (laughs) She's got really. I'm not even a boob guy. It's not about boobs. I think she has great everything. You know, Kate agrees with me. Wonderful hair.
7: i a babysitter I had growing up.
2: Oh God! What? What's her number <laughs> for real? Yes, yeah. you still <laughs> talk to her at all? Does she or? still babysit? <laughs> like, and You know what I'm saying? Do, do you like like what happened to her? Do you got a picture <laughs> that you could could find like real quick or?
7: Oh look. <laughs>
2: First name and last name, if you don't mind. You think she got married it might be a different so, name? Or
1: you guys,
0: why don't you two go into the chat on the side here, and, and you, can, you guys can suss that out. And hey, we'll get-
3: you know, you know I'm, I'm just looking here, though, because I'm checking everybody's uh, filmography on the IMDb here, and I had to bring up Viper, who played the uh, director. Uh, yeah. and, and apparently her most, uh, right before Vice Academy, one of her adult titles that she did was called Bangies on. I'm sorry, I can't. His was the, the last one she did before this movie was Eubangi's on Uranus. So, <laughs> which,
2: which means what exactly?
3: Eubangi's? I you bangies on. You, you never seen all those like old jungle adventure movies that Eubangi's?
2: Yeah, but I mean, how does that? Why is that funny to porn? What does that mean?
3: On Uranus. Uranus.
2: Oh, buttholes. Got it. It's
3: <laughs> You know, Aaron you need if to draw I have, a picture to, if, for I have if I have to explain the joke, it's not funny anymore
2: <laughs> <laughs> I get it, Buttholes. holes, I get it. I get it now. B holes got it.
1: <laughs>
2: but 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 dun 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 Eyed Girl that song? Did you ever hear that song and think about a butthole? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so not again, now <laughs> at this point the so. pesky plot comes back in to the film and uh Whoa. we find out talk that about, I,
4: I lost contact. Did we talk about the scene um uh the Chucky Chucky scene where she kidnaps the guy? <laughs>
0: No. No, we haven't gotten to that point. That's right where we're go- we're about to get. Awesome. Mom. Right now is is that the the three the three main characters, uh, Ken, Karen, and Linnea. Uh, they're basically because of their involvement in this porno ring, and her actually fucking on set. Uh, they are they are kind of in suspension almost, and they need to make a quota of arrests in order to graduate <laughs> the next day. So what they do is they they go to arrest a prostitution ring run by Queen Bee, who is the biggest uh, harem keeper of the entire city and uh, so they go and they dress up trying to do a prostitution sting and what is, is what is my favorite sequence of the film where they go to basically the same movie theater they were at where they saw Cherry Pop. They park 10 feet away from a prostitute with a huge van and talk about what they're going to do then walk 10 feet over to the <laughs> prostitute and, and basically Just like barely talk to her, and she says, "Well,
7: I'm usually forty bucks, but I'll make an exception and uh, do it for thirty. What do you think of that?" Okay, we're
2: vice cops.
0: You're under arrest. arrest. They bust her, take her ten feet over to the van, put her in the van. And then, like, almost like an NES game, there's a respawn <laughs> on a hooker. It's <laughs> immediately over. hands ends in the same place, and then they do the same thing again. Uh, did anyone find this absolutely fucking hilarious?
5: Oh, my God, hooker respawn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hooker <laughs> respawn. <laughs> I found this whole sequence of events, this whole prostitution ring bust absolutely <laughs> hilarious because they barely did anything in order to arrest these people. Well, they, um, don't, they don't even hardly resist either. I mean, it's like,
5: they're just like, oh, take me, <laughs> okay. And going in the van now.
1: <laughs> <and>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Amy, but what about that part where Cameron Harris was like, I'll make you breakfast and stuff. That's
3: <laughs> right. Yeah, <I> don't <laughs> don't, that's hilarious.
1: Yeah. i
2: right. throw
3: in a continental breakfast.
2: <laughs> See how she would be awesome just to, like, be friends with? It's... Karen Russell, <laughs> um, if you're is listening it... to this, man, I'll make you a breakfast. Man. Oh, my
3: God. <laughs> it's, it's, like, a, it's, like, it's like the days in of the sex trade. She'll throw in a continental breakfast.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, I can make things.
0: I can cook stuff if you're hungry. <laughs> this, this is starting to get a little weird.
1: Yeah. Wow. Oh my... <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> on IMDB,
8: uh, they mentioned the trivia that they didn't have permits when they did that scene, so that's probably why they didn't have that much struggling going on. It was just like, okay, hurry up, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> no, fu- yep.
1: don't! Don't act like, like a real horror.
2: we're getting in trouble. Respond! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Respond. I, yeah, I thought this whole cool. thing. Horality, you're
0: finishing.
1: <laughs> horality. Horality.
0: <laughs> so essentially what they end up doing, they, they go to this laundromat because their big thing was, oh, well, if we could go where there's a lot of prostitutes, we could just make a big bust and then we'll be fine. Tring so they had us. a big bust. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so they, <laughs> they go there. And they, they arrest, like, what, like 15 prostitutes in one, in one fell swoop, put them in the van, and eventually uh, the hookers overtake them and drive this van and, and crash it. They flip the van. They flip the not, van. Not more than, like, two scenes later, or not even two scenes, maybe a minute later, the van is at a warehouse completely <laughs> fine, and they've and they've tied up the two main characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, did I miss something
3: here? They used well, to yeah, fans really well. It's a low-budget <laughs> movie, so it's
2: got some stupid shit in it. There.
3: Exactly. <laughs> I've never I've seen one that.
0: of these motion pictures exactly. the before. That might be why that happened,
2: because sometimes low-budget movies got stupid shit in it. <laughs> hey, how about how racist that joke was with Dwayne
0: being the foreign man with the lot yeah. Yeah. Uh, like,
1: yeah! That was pretty
0: racist, right? Yeah, let's, let's, let's go into that. Andrew, why don't you talk about that a little bit? I would just
2: say that um, his credibility went down the drain.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. no. he he's, he's all like, "I got oh, a
2: lot of money. I'm not the <laughs> I would tattoo, 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 tat, tat, tat,
3: anyway, speaking. in an exaggerated. And they were awful cheap. They were gonna do it for 150 bucks. Well, that was that was just to help. If I can help out, I don't know. But that was actually intentional. Is that? Rick Sloan, the director, knew that these were really low figures. He wanted to make them purposely low, just to make it seem really demeaning. So that's why they're all charging like forty bucks, thirty bucks a piece, you know. <laughs> just, a piece that to was
1: funny. But a I
4: real did, real you though. know, as racist as it was, I loved Kebra- Ken Abraham in that because usually he's such a like a stiff. Just monster <laughs> dude, like in creepazoids and all the other yeah, things. Totally. of race. So it's yeah. nice to see that he actually has a sense of humor and a little bit of talent. Like because he kind of kind of was goofy throughout this and having a lot of fun. So
5: well, not yeah. only not only that, that's about the only productive thing he's done in the entire movie is when he does that. Otherwise he'd like the tag along through most of the film. But yeah, Why why, did,
4: why is everyone else no, in the Vice Academy a woman and he's a guy? Like I, I couldn't figure That out. was a big Be. question
5: for me too. It's he introduced
2: us to s- um, severe tire damage. All this well, shit
3: is on the commentary guys. It's <laughs>
2: it's <laughs> all the- well, then, Scott, we need get a chance to listen to it. Please illuminate us. 90% <laughs> of the people that have seen the Vice Academy movies probably Didn't listen to that shit. Yeah, it's it's
3: it's it's on a big old set. It's now on a print. It's a great set of uh, movies. And anyway, on the set, he said he the and it's the same reason that it looks like a high school class is that he purposely made it look like a home ec class. And he just thought he said the joke would never flew. No one ever really got it. But the joke was that. It was like there was a home ec class, and it was all women inside in, in the class, except there was that one guy that always took the class to meet girls, and okay. that's why Ken Abraham is in the class. And honestly, if I had not heard Rick say that on the commentary, that would have probably flown over my head too. Oh
0: well, it makes sense <laughs> that way. Totally makes sense. So. We now we're at the very last part of the film, which is the big the big confrontation with Queen Bee, they, and uh, they, the, the crew has to try and figure their way out of a sticky situation. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. And uh, honestly. <laughs> I don't know if I really want to go into this final scene too much, um, Glenn. What is, What are your thoughts on the, this this huge final climax of this film?
6: Oh my God, the the chase scene was like it was like something they cut from the Scooby Doo episode. <laughs> but the, the wandering around through the different shelves, just constantly wandering and wandering and wandering. It you just... mean the
0: three the three uh rooms that they just kept walking back into <laughs> yes. <was> the three <laughs> that, same that, rooms that, they that kept walking to. <laughs> but boobs again. Yeah, get boobs. I was gonna say you do get you know Karen Russell comes back into the fold. Jesus. Your...
2: Jesus. Right. At the <laughs> 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 Wait, who talked during my email address?
8: me. <laughs> Ken gets to finally uh, do something. You know, he gets to use the the kneeing trick. <laughs> so I was yes. glad
4: that came back around.
8: Yeah.
7: Me too.
1: <laughs> yeah.
8: There you go.
4: Brought it full
5: circle.
7: Yeah. What, 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 it, it made can... it like
4: it was a real movie. Finally, you know, kind of, you we know, <laughs> set something up and you know made it play off later.
5: What, what I love the fact is that the Queen Bee's played by uh, Jean Carroll who was on Guiding Light. In in, like, <laughs> in, like in there forever. She was in Guiding Light, and there she is in fishnets and yep. <laughs> sleeves up. And I, the minute I saw her, I'm like, oh my god, it's Jean Carroll!
4: <laughs> and then um Tinsel, yeah. her name was Tommy Bach, she went there, but it was Tamara Clatterbuck was also on like three or four soaps, so, which is kind of she she was on Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives, and General Hospital,
3: and you know, she was and in Hobgoblins too. Ham yeah, yeah. Gambling,
4: but but uh, Ham so gobbins. a couple of them went on to be soap opera queens, which I think is really cool.
0: This is essentially the movie. It, 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 it they, they culminates into this big chase, Scooby Doo chase sequence, and and then they of course nab all the 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 bad guys in one of the most head scratching ways where all of a sudden they just wind up in a van for some unknown reason and they lock the van up. I well, I had to re- rewind it like four times to be like, did I fucking miss something you know, <laughs> no, I, th-
1: <laughs>
5: I think it was it was the old back the truck up to the door so when they came out the door they went right into right. the van.
3: Uh-huh. Oh. That's what it
5: was supposed to be, you know yeah. where, where, where but she
3: didn't have the master shot. So But you didn't even have yeah.
5: the master shot of the van next to the door. You just have them leaving the door and then getting into the van and then I'm like oh okay. So they had the van backed up, and then they crawled into it. And then the mad rush
0: to graduation. Uh... <laughs> yeah, and the graduation sequence, which, again, was at some state park
1: um, with a bunch of
0: benches. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, there's not much you can really say about that. Overall, uh, my impressions of this movie was that um, it was a little long in the tooth. I didn't really laugh too much at it. I thought it was cute for what it was, um, but overall, I, I do think it, you, if you watch it, you watch it on double speed. Let's go down the road and just give quick final final thoughts on on, on this film. Brian, go for it.
4: Overall, long. You know what? And I'll be honest. Generally, um, I'm like I, I'm I'm pretty cool with stuff, but. I found it kind of degrading some of it, like the, the whole sex scene with um, Linnea Quigley and uh, the porn star that she takes home and ties up. I, I just, it, that scene really turned me off. Like, like um, I, I just thought it was very degrading to her as an actress and the reason why people kind of don't like these t- types of films, like women and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know if you thought that at all, Kate. But that was, I kind of had a weird taste in my mouth with that. Um, so, so that uh, that was a big impression too. I I just thought generally I'm like, whatever they're exploitation films. Who gives a fuck? You know, it's exploitation, you know, but, but I I was really bothered by that. So I I don't know if Kay as a woman, were you bothered by that?
7: Not, not so much her taking him because it was kind of like,
4: I know uh, it was empowered. That was empowering. She, took him, but I, I just thought the actual sex scene, she's the only one who's naked. Y- you know that,
7: yeah that part yeah I thought he could have at least taken his shirt off for God's sake
5: show him a beefcake damn it but,
7: you know, but yeah no I see what you're saying with that part of it totally cause it was you know why is it only her yeah he didn't ever you know saw nothing goes both ways
5: <laughs> you see, they but of
0: make
4: up way. for that in the second film though
0: yeah oh, <laughs> so Kate what were your thoughts overall on this film
7: I I went into it not knowing anything at all and not expecting anything because I didn't know anything and I actually thought it was funny and silly and goofy and I actually laughed a lot and it was it was different I mean I didn't know what I thought it would be but it was different than I thought it would be I thought it was just going to be like a a sexy movie but it it wasn't it was it was so silly and I really it was my first playing a Quigley movie. And I think I. Whoa! Fell. Is that true? Yeah, wow! Yeah, at least I, I think so. Other than seeing the clips from the movies in *Screaming in High Heels*, it was the first like actual movie that I saw, and I like, I think I fell in love. Like, she was so cool. Good. Oh,
1: I'm gonna
0: send you a list of movies tonight.
1: You're
7: <laughs> great. But I or just
1: loved watch
0: *Screaming in High Heels* again, and just write all the movies that are in that, okay. and just watch them
1: all.
3: Nightmare, Nightmare Sisters is pretty much a must. <laughs> yes, absolutely.
0: Scott, we already kind of know what your thoughts are on this movie. You absolutely adore this movie.
3: I love this movie. I do think it's funny because – and I know the jokes are bad. That's why you kind of like roll your eyes and you're like, that's a good one, okay. And you laugh at some of the things. Like, I love the line uh, where – the two they're talking about the the bus that the students are going to go on and the two girls show up in sombreros and pencil mustaches <laughs> saying we're going to go bust up a mexican donkey show <laughs> And Devonshire says, "Well, there goes my weekend." I mean, that's—I mean, I love jokes like that. I thought it was great. Uh, it's Scooby-Doo, it's Hanna-Barbera, it's old Bugs Bunny, and the villains are straight out of the '60s Batman series. So, I mean, I—I I love it. It's—it's it's not sexy, it's silly, and I'm totally on board.
6: Glenn, give it to me. Whoo! Um, it's kind of reminiscent of uh, the earliest days of my uh, puberty. There's a handful of directions and a lot of confusion.
1: <laughs>
6: Good, you're so awesome. A little, little embarrassment and 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 Scooby Doo. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Delivers,
0: delivers. It's a home run. Mark the movie man. Shoot! Oh God, me.
5: Um, uh, first time I saw these were on Up All Night, and I had to seek out the uncut versions, and I realized the versions on Up All Night were a lot better. Uh, <laughs> in all honesty, I actually liked the versions that the little bit of cutout versions better. Um, just because. You know, I mean, it didn't serve any purpose when I was young, but yeah, it, for what they are, you know, outside of beating a couple of jokes into the ground, I did like some of the moments, like the Devonshire, uh, some of her comments. I actually like, really, really liked her character. In all honesty, uh, it really felt like a throw, throw out to a police academy, with you know the one commander trying to do something serious and you know you just has this zany group of people around her and uh you know I, so i really liked her character but overall it, you know it's 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 your late night fair so um you get pretty much what you expect out of it <laughs> you know whether that's good or bad it's up to you but for me I, I found them entertaining though just a little long that's why maybe I like the up all night versions better because they were trimmed for time were
0: tinkered. well plus you had commercials that were and, breaking it up Yeah.
5: and then you had uh, commercials to break it up so it didn't seem you didn't have
0: quite so long scenes so absolutely Mr. Gonzerific let's hear it
2: man. number one Linnea Quigley is my hero of all time. I had a picture of her in my locker when I was in seventh grade <laughs> about from Fangoria magazine, and Lenea's the fucking greatest. Um, Jane Hamill, when I was going back watching these again, I hadn't watched them since I was a kid. Jane Hamill's so great as Miss Devonshire, and there's a part in it where she just walks up to the camera and says, Yes. Really? And I'm like, man, that's a way to chew it out, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and Queen Bee was gross eating that honey while she's talking. I'm like, man, you know that shit was sticky. That doesn't even taste good. Oh, yeah. cool. Why the fuck are you doing that? That's just making it take even longer. But, um, yeah, man, uh, uh Karen Russell, have to sit, dude. I remember being really, I mean, I'm just gonna say the same shit I said at the beginning of this episode, but you're gonna hear it again because motherfucker, it's true. I want you to know that, uh, this was one of the bigger roles that she had man and I know that she's probably a jerk to work with why Rick Sloan didn't ask her back for another one but uh, you know you don't wear your pennies don't wear your bra and you come to a movie and just you know do some shin shake man I just Karen Russell please uh, email me if you hear this gunzerific at
0: gmail.com <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> love letter over Kate let's hear your final thoughts on the first Vice Academy
7: well I, I mean I loved it just because I didn't I didn 't know what it was going to be, and I'd never seen it before, and it was real it was funny and it was silly and it was just it was a good time.
0: Awesome, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Let's round this out with the Astro Radio Virgin here, Paul. your final thoughts all right I have
8: three three thoughts actually uh, first, my living room actually got clean for a change, watching a movie uh, <laughs> No. <laughs> but but here, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip flip it around. I did love the characters' names. It had some of the most creative names, you know, Cherry Pop and DD Fluffer, DD <laughs> Fluffer, yeah. and things yeah. like that. It made me laugh listening to the names. And honestly, I didn't like the film until I started talking about it with you guys. Once I started like talking about it with you guys, I actually started to like this movie because of what we talked about. I, I don't, it must that be.
3: Yeah. yeah,
8: it must be like it's one of those films that you should watch with your friends, not alone. Like like I usually yeah. watch films with. I agree. So.
2: Oh wait, I didn't mention. Uh, Chucky e. Long's jacket had some punk rock uh, sharples logos cool. on it. The guy, Milo, Milo from the Descendants, was on his uh, on his mm-hmm. jacket. Man. hmm I'm sorry.
3: I'm I just like Chucky e. Long. Also, I like that. I liked that character. I liked how he played that character.
2: He was mm-hmm. good. I, I also like how Karen Russell just existed.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, folks, I am so glad she's not in any of the other movies. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
1: we're, we're done with this.
0: Oh, he just kicked him out. He just left. You just totally oh, no. oh, on, no, that no,
1: note, on that him. note. On that note
0: while we have some some Karen uh, Russell space here we're going to take a short break we're going to end Vice Academy 1 we'll take a short break and when we come back we'll talk about Vice Academy 2
3: are back, and they're totally rad. Linnea Quigley and Ginger Lynn Allen pump up the jam in part two. Spanish Fly is the new supervillain armed with an aphrodisiac.
7: Our
1: best victim. Oh, does anybody want to dance?
3: Scam on it. Jam on it. Laugh till it hurts. Now they're Vogan to the Vicerama Club.
7: The sleaziest, seediest, and vilest nightclub in town. This isn't so bad.
3: Time to get down on it undercover. What
7: makes you feel that uh,
3: you're qualified for this job?
7: My morals are low, and so is my IQ.
0: You know my feelings about having women on the force. And now, the final solution. Bimbo Cup!
4: Vice Academy Part 2. Twice the comedy, twice the vice.
0: Okay, now, get undressed.
1: here to get to
4: work Vice Academy Part 2 Come in October
0: Welcome back now we're going to get into Vice Academy 2 folks so here's your synopsis two rookie cops pose as strippers to get the drop on a villainous plotting to spike LA's water with aphrodisiacs um right off the bat Vice Academy 2 ups the ante big time. You can obviously see that Vice Academy 1 must have made that company some decent bread because the production value, um, the the pacing, uh, there's actual score that goes through the entire film. It, it just, in general, the movie has a much more cinematic feel in it, and it's just uh, more enjoyable to watch. It doesn't feel so cheap. Um, and it starts off with a great sequence where G- uh, Ginger Lynn breaks the fourth wall and talks to the the viewer to say hey
7: Hi, it's me Ginger. Now, I understand that in Vice Academy Part 2 you want more sexuality than you did in Part 1
0: and she goes and does another little you know prostitution sting how, right off the bat how did you guys feel about how this movie started? Kate
7: well, I, at first I thought maybe it was something before the movie, you know?
0: Like, like a promo or something?
7: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's where I thought it was going. And then when it kind of went into it and then the walkie-talkie went off when she was trying to pick the guy up, it, that was just so funny. And then it happened to Dee Dee as well. It was just, it was, It was really funny. I liked it. Once I got what was going on, which didn't take that long. Biggest, okay.
5: biggest hooker in the world. Oh, she was big. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she, she, it, it, so it, it's like Amazonian big hooker she goes up to. Him.
0: It's like they found like the tallest person. And so she well, went, this is my, <sighs> my question was, didn't they have a fucking Apple box on set for <laughs> Ginger Lynn to be able
3: to step on for a <laughs> I, <don't know.
0: laughs> I mean, give, the, give this girl a break. Give her an Apple box so she she at least isn't like tit level.
3: Well, yeah, because I'm
5: sitting there going, how is she going to bring her in, even if she does arrest her? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dude, that was Melissa Ann Moore from fucking Sorority House Massacre 2. She's awesome. She I know. she yeah. had a better role than that, man. She's yeah, she so did. good. She should have been the villain because yeah. Spanish Fly was a, it sucked. Yeah. I,
3: actually, yeah. I actually like Spanish Fly, even though Rick himself says some bad things about her. But, well, but Melissa it's, Moore, you know, man. She she's gr- she's great. She, she was a lot more flattering. I even had my notes. <laughs> yeah, she plays off as a lot more flattering in the Wynorski films than here. Like if you get cast as anything but the lead bad guy or the lead good guy in one of these movies, you're not going to come off very good in these movies.
0: Yeah. Um, So we have this first opening scene. She makes a bust, and then we switch over to introduce Linnea back into this, and she's posing as a masseuse um, trying to make busts on guys that are going in there trying to get handies. And um, I got to tell you, of the entire film, and and this happens within the first five minutes of this film, this is my favorite scene of the entire film. She's... She's going in, she's giving this dude is a total slime ball, and for some reason is trying very poorly to pull off a southern accent. And, uh, <laughs> he, he, this dude who, who professes that his name is Long John
5: yeah,
2: uh, he really We're like a White John. Am I right? <laughs>
0: yeah, right. But, and uh, he he really sells this role with the facial expressions, the over the top facial expressions he has during the whole thing. So she busts him, and then and then all of a sudden he's like,
6: "Cop, huh? Well, what the hell? You know, if you're gonna bust me anyway, what say we go on ahead and get naked? <laughs> what do you think?"
4: Well, you are kind of cute, but I don't have time. Um, what's your name?
8: John. John Rieger. My friends, uh, my lady friends, you know, they just call me Long John.
0: <laughs> and, and for some reason, Linnea Quigley actually likes this guy. Um, yeah, but, sure, her standards have fallen in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you know what? He he takes so kylator that he wishes her well on her way. Like,
1: let's be careful out there.
0: Would she leave to go buy somebody else while he's sitting there handcuffed to yeah, a table with dropped, a huge heart on?
3: He dropped the Hill Street
5: Blues line. I couldn't believe that. That was <laughs> that, great. It was great. That, that was it, such
3: a great reference. I'm like, oh my god, it's the Hill Street Blues line. What's yeah. that? That, that guy in? is actually a really great actor, though.
2: Yeah, Eddie Presley, man.
3: Yeah, that is Dwayne Whitaker who played Eddie Presley. He was also Maynard, the uh, rapist slimeball who owned the pawn shop in Pulp Fiction. Yep.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah,
3: absolutely. And he, he's been in—he's been in a couple of Rob Zombie's films, like *Devil's Rejects*. Yeah. He's all over the place, and he is really freaking good. And he just had this one little goofy bit where. I don't know, maybe Dee Dee saw his other movies and that's why she was willing to like really sink lower than Chucky e. Long here. Um, <laughs> because, honestly, she could have done better otherwise, but he's, he's really a good actor. He's only in this one little scene, but it was a good one.
0: Oh, I, it's my favorite scene of the movie. Glenn, what did you think overall of, of the production value based off of the first film to this second film?
6: Oh man, it's it's not even night and day. It's it's like night and a completely different planet. Um, <laughs> you can definitely see. I mean, they had a lot more to work with. They actually had sets that actually looked like they were, you know, like something they were supposed to. The the police station actually looked a little bit like a police station, um, as opposed to just the hey, we rented a. a Empty room at an abandoned hotel or something. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, they actually had money to work with. It looks like you know because they have a police car. Um, so yeah, it's obviously. I, I guess uh, Junior's car must have been in the shop. They couldn't use hers. They had to actually work out money for a real police car in this one. So just. I mean, so far away above and beyond with what the first movie was.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and a big thing with this movie beyond the actual production value was that they kind of focused the, the characters down to really three characters, which were uh, Linnea's character, Ginger Lynn's character, and uh, this male cop. Pornolino, who is a total <laughs> coons hound. Petrolino. And, uh, Petrolino. Petrolino. Oh, Petrolino. I'm sorry. And uh, he, Pornolino. He, yeah, Pornolino. Uh he he literally uh, he's trying to fuck anything that moves. He has women coming to his house in hourly shifts and his and his the thing that he offers other than obviously his cocktail weenie uh, <laughs> that we, we hear is is a toothbrush, a clean toothbrush to each of the women that yeah. come in. <laughs> um,
1: That's so a nice guy. He's
0: so gross.
1: <laughs> it was it was pretty
0: what did you, Brian? What did you think of this character?
4: Actually, you should call me by my clinic name, Brian Joe Cream
1: Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you
4: know, he was a dick. Um, and I thought Scott Lane did a great job, you know, just acting wise. And I was just thrilled. Like, this would be my love letter to Scott Lane, like uh, Andrews was to Karen Russell. I mean, he was beautiful, he was a beautiful guy you know, kind of invested the character with the appropriate amount of sleaziness. And I just love, I mean, I, I love the female body. I love boobies. I love tits. I love, you know, uh, women being naked in exploitation films, but it drives me nuts if it's not balanced out. And I thought the producers and the director and, and this guy who is like a Chippendales dancer in real life, mm-hmm. uh, play girl model. Um, I really appreciated the fact that there were, there was you know he he was half naked a lot and you actually saw his and there ass. was a butt
0: shot yeah there was a and butt shot
4: that scene where he gets kidnapped and tied up and that little like gray underwear thongy thing I thought was totally fucking hot so um I, I was very happy with that
0: <laughs> his character just cracked me up the and entire and yeah, he thing. was
4: a total total dick and I thought he you know really committed to it and for someone with not a lot of acting experience did a fairly good job so.
0: Did now? Did you guys all notice there were little things of him sp- sprinkled throughout the movie, like uh, his picture on his bathroom mirror that he he cut out and put on his mirror, and then in the girl's bathroom on the mirror, written in uh, <laughs> lipstick, is "Try Beef Petrolino."
7: <laughs> yeah. Yep.
0: There, there was just some really great stuff, Kate. Do you want to elaborate on Mr. Petrolino at all?
7: I so I agree with what Brian said. When I first saw him, I was like, "Wow, he's just like really, you know, like not handsome. He's just like kind of beautiful and like pretty." But then I was like, "I hate that he's such a huge dick." But I guess not actually.
1: And I was like, I was so
7: happy when they finally revealed that I was like, "Thank God!" But that's what he deserved. But but yeah, I I hated him, but I also thought that. The actor did a really good job. I didn't realize that, that was that he hadn't had a lot of experience before because he did a really good job of, of selling that.
0: Absolutely.
7: And he's yeah. an asshole. Mm-hmm. Well, I
0: think in general, um, we don't need to break this movie down as much as we did the last one um, because it's essentially, it's essentially kind of the same plot um where they just go through a series of misadventures and uh, then eventually wind up having to get on a case where they have to bust this spanish fly where they're trying to lace some big master plan of lacing the entire nation's water supply with this aphrodisiac that'll make everyone so goddamn horny and have so many orgasms that they die and uh they try to give it to Linnea's character, and she's so insatiable that, that it does nothing. It doesn't surprise me. Uh, <laughs> but I think the main thing about this movie were, and I'm wondering, because I haven't seen the other movies, that this is kind of going to be the – The norm is the introduction of new characters onto onto the established characters. You had Jay Richardson, one of my favorite B level actors, which is a a witchcraft tie in because he's in witchcraft number two, Uh, the seductress. He's the police chief in this one, and he's great as always. Smoking Uh, his pipe. Yep, the entire time. If he time, ever has a
3: chance to smoke a pipe or something, he will do it. He does in a lot of <laughs> Freddle and Ray later films, too.
0: Right, totally, totally. Um, so then the other character that came in was this Dee Dee character, who was the horny call operator. Little Genie, you still out there? This is Daddy
7: Trucker calling. That's for me. <laughs> this is Little Genie again. I got uh, two new friends with me. You want to meet him?
0: Honey, does a bear shit in the
7: woods? Ginny, <laughs> what about the police call? Shh. I want to introduce Ryan. you. I get a lot of dates this
0: way. With the Bambi Joe Cream jeans that uh, that Brian <laughs> made reference to earlier. Um, um Genie, 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 Genie. Genie? Yeah. Was it
6: Genie? Or it's I Genie. thought it was Genie. Genie.
3: No, Dee Dee is Linnea Quigley.
0: Yeah. Ah, yeah. see, I'm horrible with names. I just like when I watch these movies, it's like, oh, there's characters. I just like, oh, that's Linnea Quigley. Oh, that's Ginger Lynn. So okay, so Genie. Uh, you, Jean-
4: I found some of the
0: humor with her once again a
4: little degrading mm. you know
0: I know well, I a, think that was an intention with her too
4: but but just like the, all the you know kind of uh, obviously the disease, diseases going on with her sexually it, it might have been a lot more funnier to me if that had been with uh, Petrolini being the one who is
1: yeah. because yeah.
4: of his conquests he was the one with all the diseases I, I, I did well he a certainly
3: got him now
5: <laughs> but it wasn't.
4: A, it, it wasn't the running joke in the film like it was no. with the woman. Right. So,
5: right.
4: like the, the stripping stuff. You know, none of that stuff bothered me. But I, I was like, I just find. Like in the first one, some of this stuff is a little bit degrading to women. I think you know, and I normally don't find that with these films.
1: But um, I,
0: it would its kind of funny to me that you that you comment that with that perspective because I guess maybe because it's a kind of a screwball comedy mixed with you know a light-hearted TNA flick. Yeah, I uh, it I didn't get that impression. I kind of thought yeah. it was just you know, par for the course. It
3: was it was it was it was I think it was overselling the sleaziness so much it was just being so extreme in it that it was like yeah it's kind of comedic I can totally see where uh, where it would catch uh, so as, as a grading but I think it was just so the fact that it was so exaggerating the fact that like for instance all the hookers he kept driving the price down and everything else like that the fact that I think you're going to bring up a robot character. Her name, uh, just I mean,
0: Bimbo Cop. Let's go ahead. Bimbo Cop. The- oh, oh, no, that God. doesn't bother
3: me. Bimbo Cop. I mean, it's 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 so exaggerated that it's okay. I mean, you compare this to something like where like for instance, like say like in a movie like say Screwballs or something, or, or where those are funny, those are sexy, but those actually like have like rape jokes and stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like uh... Yeah, you know what? You can take. I can have a few of disease jokes. I'm okay with it. I totally see your your side of it, though, Brian. But I'm mean, well, just saying, like, for me, that's it, it. if if I
5: may throw in, where the last one was a statement about the porn industry, and maybe I was digging too deep. In this one, I felt the underlying theme in here was making a statement about how women are seen who are women supposedly in authority mm-hmm. roles, and showing and, and showing how they're perceived and not respected in authority roles because yep. if you look at any of the females who are in authority roles in this, and I think maybe this goes along with what Brian was saying, they're not taken serious at all. I mean right. you know, even the villain, even the the, the the supreme villain in here who is a female, um, she's not taken Seriously, really, at all, either. I mean, if you look the way she she's almost the Doctor Evil before there was Doctor Evil, Uh right. The way she was portrayed. But all the women in authority here are not taken serious.
3: There's a chauvinistic boys' club and everything. And then when they do unveil their big robotic thing, who is it? It's a big woman that they've called Bimbo Cop. I mean, yeah. just that in itself. I mean, it's like I mean that's like the, the extra. To anybody who, any woman who's trying to get ahead and actually be like a, a credit to the police force.
0: And the funny thing is about that too is that at the end of the movie, when they finally thwart the queen bee, instead of the girls that actually did all the hard work uh, to, to thwart this, bimbo cop actually gets the award uh, for for busting queen bee and, and bringing her ben down. Guy. Spanish fly. This is Spanish fly. That's right. Sorry. Different
1: insect. Different
0: insect. It's all the same shit. Different smell. For bringing down Spanish fly. So bimbo cop, the the future of law enforcement, which is basically a muscle-bound robot female bodybuilding cop of the future wearing (laughs) complete with shoulder pads and uh, was built by this this dorky dude watching music videos for $150. He sells it to J. Richardson, it a real nice hard bargain. Um, one of my main things with this character was the the huge gag with it was that it had different settings on it that you you could set it to um, to what was it uh, yeah. calm, uh, Dorgo or whatever. Yeah. Why would it ever have a worthless setting? <laughs> yes,
3: yeah, because it was funny. It was like. How- <laughs> Suddenly, she's not worth anything. She's as bad as you. Well, there it is. She's set to worthless. <laughs>
8: <laughs> Why would you ever have some device that you can adjust on the robot itself, though, too?
3: You it, might have to allow for a suspension of disbelief here, guys. It's, uh-huh. it's 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 a character named Bimbo Cop in a movie called Vice Academy Two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so Andrew, what what did you have anything that you really dug about this one? man you know what I remember it being like
2: a really big deal like because I was such a big fan of part one when part two came out I was like you know that thing you would do with the video story like I know when it's coming out man I'm gonna be there I'm gonna get a copy you know, it was like a big deal and I remember really loving Vice Academy too but coming back to it I don't like it, man. I really ah. don't like it, dude. Like like I, I don't like there's this scene about with the dispatch or whatever that goes like on for six minutes. Yeah. yeah. And the yeah. Bimbo Cup, oh, y'all are like talking you. about Bimbo Cup, that motherfucker's not in this movie until almost an hour into this yep. movie it's yep. just a lot of scenes of like inside I don't think it's as good as part when I really don't it's, it's very um, I don't know what's the word it's like a lot of rooms with white walls and stuff like that it's just a there's not a whole lot I really like about it and I'm not just saying that because Karen Russell's not in the <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying that. it's missing um, something <laughs> No, no like, there is shit I like about it like Devonshire gets a hold of Spanish flying and starts yeah, taking uh, those off and I'm like hey Devonshire you got know some
1: shit you know gonna me. I
2: like you. you were pretty good. Jay Jay Richardson is like I I sometimes I call him the poor man's Bruce Campbell, sometimes I call him the right. poor man's Leslie Nielsen. Jay Richardson's the man, dude. Yeah. He's he's so good mm-hmm. in like all type of shit. If you never seen him in Haunting Fear, that's one of his best
0: oh, movies he ever got. Obviously yes. Lucky son of a bitch got to mess around with some beautiful. Delia Shepherd,
2: right? Was it Delia oh, Shepherd? I just oh, like. Man. But yeah, I was really kind of bummed. It took me a couple of days to get through the rewatch because I kept falling asleep watching it. Man, I was just and it wasn't. It just was uh, a lot of the scenes went on too long. Like, do you it was think way too long?
0: Do you think some of it was kind of the free form nature of the plot itself that the film didn't really have? And it was the same problem I had with Vice Academy One was that it really. Didn't like it took its sweet time to get anywhere, and the plot just kind of meandered all over the place. Yeah,
2: it, it did, man. And you know, there's, there's when it finally gets some places, shit is funny. Like the strip club is that scene is mm-hmm. great. Even though like I started to get bored watching them take the clothes off, and like, come on, man, y'all. Oh, it takes come too long. They take too long to take, you know, whatever. But you just don't like, have
3: any foreplay in you? <laughs> you know, everything takes
2: – the whole movie just t- – said it wasn't as good as I remembered. The whole thing takes way too long. And I was like, I remember Bimbo Cop showing up way earlier in this because Bimbo Cop should have been at the top. Like that could have been a plot device, you know what I mean? But it's just like – it's uh, you got Spanish Fly, which is part of the story. You got Petrolina, which is part of the story. You got Spanish uh, – Bimbo Cop, which is part of the story. But none of this shit really ever – nothing ever really comes to even a conclusion none of those things ever really do but but the worst thing about it yeah is just all these rooms just people talking in rooms you know and you know. And, and part one had you know they get outside some you know what i'm saying they go to the there's daytime there's nighttime there's much more variety and i i just uh i remember it being better than it was i think
0: yeah, I, the the main thing to me was the production value was better, so I didn't feel like I was watching an ultra low budget movie. But because the the it
2: did the, have more butt though. Ginger Lynn is ass is in. Yes, oh a yeah, yes. that There's one no sequence where she's. It's for Karen
0: Russell, but she's got a lot of booty. Oh yeah, that one scene where she was in the lingerie and she walks into that door and the, you, you get a full butt it shot. She doesn't was, seem to have oh any God. pants that have an ass. That's pretty cool. <laughs> well, I, am I am not... i
3: going to comment on that too because all the clothes that the actresses wear in both these movies because they had no costume budget these were all clothes that Linnea, Ginger and everybody brought from home. Well, I would estimate then
2: if you ever got near Ginger Lynn and touched her butt it would be cold because none of her clothes ever <laughs>
3: yeah. you'd be like oh damn
2: that frees and my he, hand Ginger
3: and Lean he kept boot. on commenting he, he said where do these women shop <laughs> because they all had this thing but yeah they always did that and he always said that yeah none of her stuff had the butt in it and going back to the first film because there's a gag in the graduation scene from the first film where she gets like her uh, graduation gown ripped off, and she has like this white lingerie underneath. <laughs> Apparently, a park ranger camp came in. You were right; it was shot in a park. Uh, came in and was like freaking out because it was the time when kids were getting out of school, <laughs> and there she <laughs> is, like in white lingerie. I just
2: wish I just wish that um, Karen Russell's butt would have been shown
1: more. <laughs> oh my God. You know what I wish they would have
0: done for, for your sake at least, Andrew, is that they would have pulled the same shit that the Witchcraft films did and just reused stock footage of Karen Russell back in and just reintroduced it into the movie and just had her in all of the movies.
2: Yeah, I mean I know she was yeah, I know that he says she was kind of a pain, didn't ask her back for the sequel. But I just really feel like there's more that could have been shown
0: of her uh, in another movie. She – I don't know. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, so Paul, I'm guessing this was the first time you've seen this movie as well. Yes. What was your What was your overall impressions?
8: Uh, I was really kind of happy that uh, they put more of the Holly character in there. Uh, and I was actually hoping that they would do something like Feds. Remember that movie? Yeah yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's what I was hoping to see, and then, uh, but I didn't know that the two main actresses didn't like each other. Mm. So,
0: yeah, I, but it's amazing they both came back. I mean, yeah. It is. Well, they must have been paid okay. <laughs> or just paid at all. <laughs> Two fifteen a job breaker. You
5: know, <laughs> for, for, for Ginger Lynn, she wasn't doing porn, so she was probably happy to take the role. So.
8: <laughs> I was really worried at the beginning though, because it it, it started out just like uh, Vice Academy did where, where they had the Ginger Lynn character there and then when they went to to the Dee Dee character, I thought, Oh no, they're 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 gonna do the same thing. They're gonna cut out the Holly character and it'll be all about Dee. Dee. <laughs> But I was happy that they didn't do that. So. No, really
5: yeah, it, it actually is a, Ginger Lynn is, is good team team in team this team. movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I would say yeah. she was Ginger yesterday. Lynn,
3: you know, I make jokes all the time. And, yeah, I've seen a lot of her adult films from both uh, her time in the 80s and then when she did her comeback. Her <laughs> comeback. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I've watched, you know, the documentaries and everything like that and everything like that. I take it really take it really seriously. She does not get the credit she deserves for being a good actress. You know? Do you want her no,
2: phone number then? Because I just don't she did. Hear. Uh, we'll,
3: <laughs> we'll talk later there. But I mean, she. But I mean, she like did like a. She like a, did a good. Spe- uh, she, there was a Metallica video that she was in where she actually had a dramatic part in it. That was good. She was on NYPD Blue. She did a good job. I mean, she. Bound she, and Gag, She's amazing
4: and, yeah. Yeah, and it's and a and good movie, story, Brian. Which was shot I love like, at that.
3: Which was shot like. 15 miles away from where I lived, and I was not allowed to go watch them film it. It killed me. It's <laughs> so,
2: restraining order. Yeah,
3: yeah. that goddamn oh, thing. Yeah. Would... But, uh, the, uh, but no, she doesn't get enough credit, she, and she's great here. She, doesn't. she remains in character the whole time. There's this scene where they do the strip tease, and... Even though it's like com- it would be, seem like to be completely out of her goody two shoes character, she stays in character as like just like having fun, and she starts like spanking Linnea with the fringe and stuff. It's, I mean, it was a joy to watch, like how she how she kind of she has like
2: spirit. absolutely no game as a stripper. It was really
0: funny. no, it was very you know, awkward. I love and no was game. And that's
3: funny because she has gone on tour, so you know that's she's done what on saying. it. I just, that
4: is, uh, I, th- I think she's very underrated as well, and I think that just obviously she's headlined strip clubs and things like that, so she knows what she's doing. Doing, she knows how to move,
1: mm-hmm. and I
4: thought she was incredibly awkward. Yeah, the and scene where she pulls her
2: top open, she actually really really shy really good stuff.
4: about it.
3: It's, yeah, she yeah. pulls it open yeah. and then like quickly turns around, like almost like a blaze star, like what she first did, like ah, like. Yeah. And like he did I do that like oh yeah you did. And, <laughs> but uh,
0: let's also let's also give credit to Linnea too. Oh, no, she's, yeah.
6: She plays oh, that both scene great. so both funny.
0: Great. She's so over the top and so goofy that entire scene as she's stripping. It's a that's a really fun
2: scene. Yeah, l- yeah, Linnea, Linnea has some great actually great scenes in the movie. I just yeah.
3: They they compliment each other so great. If I can just do this like, you know, one of them is ginger and the other one is the spice.
1: Oh, <laughs> God, really? One of them yeah, yeah, the really.
2: is the white and the other's the dick.
5: <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is they they, cl- they they open this film with hey you were listened to you and you you want more sexy but when you get to the scenes where you would expect it to be more sexy, they completely play it not sexy, like like the strip scene. I mean the stripping scene. You, you would think okay here we go, Ginger Lynn, Lene Quigley, you know stripping. Okay, and you watched it. There is absolutely nothing sexy about that scene, and they're playing in front of a looped. <laughs> Audience, because that's yeah, a bunch of
2: guys. Four, four hey, hey, dude, yeah. in that crowd scene, there's like this guy with long blonde hair that's yes. like super, super <laughs> raging. And, but in the cutaway, like in the shots where you see them on stage, he's not even fucking there.
1: Yeah, I
0: loved those. I that was I wanted to talk about that because it looked like a bunch of dudes at, at the stage at a Cannibal Corpse show. They were so goddamn <laughs> were, it was like a mosh pit almost. Have yeah. I've Never seen that at a freaking strip club where it's just like these guys are fucking going. But Age
2: I want to know what I want to know what happened to that guy because he's super raged whenever they show him and yeah, yeah. the wide shots. But he's nowhere to be found when Linan and Ginger are actually on stage when it shows them. You don't see him at all. No, right.
3: I've mentioned. That in I, I've mentioned I think, I think maybe, uh, maybe off the air to you guys that in the movies it's always like this woo and like a, whenever they have like a male a, a women in a strip club and it's not like that in real life if you see it I mean it's like it's like the lions watching their prey feeding from the water like. <laughs> <laughs> just, right, staring more like just like really, you know, really creepy. Does not serve comedy very well. I will say no. that. But, that's
2: pretty
5: gross.
3: But it is yeah. creepy no, just walk through the door of any club and it's that's that's the way it is. It's why one of the many reasons I don't go is because Not the women; it's the other guys. They creep me out way too fucking much.
1: Yeah, yeah. They
2: don't just want to sit and talk about Ginger Lynn's career. They just no.
3: They don't care about her, and it's sad. (laughs) So,
0: so overall, I mean, that's that's basically the movie in a nutshell. It's just the same kind of hijinks plot-wise, but it just uh, the production value to me is just a little better. Honestly, I'm kind of with Andrew on this one, where, um. There was some little bit of charm, as awkward as it was about the first one. And this one, even with um, the more cinematic feel and the better production and and all of this, I was just really bored by this movie in general. Um, I I think there were some really good parts. I think, you know, as an idea, Bimbo Cop was, was okay. But honestly, it didn't pan out to much of anything. I wish Jay Richardson was in the movie a little bit more uh, he's like, the man
3: like he's, a a, lot he's in all more. the other ones I think he's in all the other oh, ones oh good this is yeah.
0: this is a plus I'm very excited about this but in general um, yeah this was pretty forgettable um, Kate what did you think overall
7: I kind of thought the same thing I you know I went into it having just finished a couple hours ago the first vice academy and having really loved it. And then this was just kinda, you know, maybe I set my expectations too high based on the first one, but it was a little bit boring. Um, It wasn't as funny, it wasn't as silly. And I agree with Brian about the Genie character. I felt so bad for her after a certain point. Genie,
0: it's Daddy Trucker. I'll put him on for you. Uh,
7: Ah, no, way! Just take a message for me.
0: Hey little lady, I'm out in the parking lot waiting. I got my face off already. And, and if I got a little present for you. And I also have a message for you from your gynecologist.
2: He wants to remind you of your appointment tomorrow.
0: He says he thinks he has a new cream to try on that rash of yours.
2: Jeannie, I'd like a word with you right now.
7: That I just, like, wanted the beef Petrolini guy to have calls from his dick doctor about... Yeah. Bumps and lumps and stuff, too.
1: <laughs>
4: and it might be like Andrew said yeah. that scene just went on for too long, that that, that setup when, with Jeannie when she's teaching them how to, you know. Dude, for it real, it's six
2: minutes It might have just been that was
4: just way, way too long. If they had done it once and let it go, it, it might not have been as, as offensive to me as, as it was, but I think it was just way,
7: way too long. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah.
4: And yeah. not balanced out.
7: Off either.
0: Well, that's kind of the problem in general is that a lot of these sequences where nothing's going on just last way too long. Like, just I, thought not- it was,
2: I thought it was funny when they were at Petrolino's house. That was a funny yeah. little, like, you know, uh, set up. really
0: and, funny. You know, where he picks voice. up the phone and all that shit.
2: Yeah, and he actually references, like, Shawnee calls or whatever. Hello?
0: <clears throat> Shawnee? Yeah, long time no see. Yeah, sure I got time for you. What are you doing in about an hour?
2: Yeah? Oh, no, no, I'm not doing anything important. Actually, I can hardly wait to have your hot mouth on my body again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'll see you in a little while. Oh, and uh, I'll have your special toothbrush waiting for you. Uh-huh.
1: Do you
3: know, bring her over, bring her it's, over. It's <laughs> Karen Russell. He's making a date with Karen Russell from the first movie. <laughs> well,
5: well, not only that, with his his, yeah, that whole section was good because if you notice, there's attention to little details, too. Like, there's a picture on his end table where he's with some ninjas.
1: <laughs> yeah. he, he, oh my god, something. I missed <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> He's
5: got pictures of himself with ninja figures. And that green
2: thong was some nasty shit. And that green oh, thong that was nasty. the oh. warm just made me want to puke.
5: But uh, did you also notice in the bathroom the glass that was full of toothbrushes that he had given? Oh, you know, Yes. When he goes in the bathroom, right by the mirror, there's a glass, and it's just packed with the toothbrushes. With, and
2: herpes on each one.
3: Yeah, <laughs> he's such a scumbag. I mean, he has the line where he makes a date... For like an hour later, his excuses. Yeah, but you have the the benefit of her making me horny. Yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> has there been
3: a sleazier
1: line? Hey, Scott, ever? we
2: should mention, man, from that commentary, that he says that when Gingerland punches him out when he's naked, she for real punched him and he got like a bloody nose and he got yes! upset.
3: I I don't know what it was if Scott, I don't know apparently the actresses didn't like Scott Lang I don't know if he was in character the whole time if they just got a vibe or something he smelled I don't know. It, it, it's Did they say that? I didn't hear that. I, no, I was just fucking right.
2: around.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he, he, he smelled like a sumo a
2: wrestler. <laughs> <tire. laughs> there's, there's, <a> <laughs> there's,
3: a, there's a thread here because Ginger was not acting in that scene with Linnea in the first film. And she really, honest to God, punched him the fuck out <laughs> in that scene. Apparently that scene was supposed to go on longer and she just... Man, getting, getting
2: punched out is one thing. But getting punched out while you're naked is another Getting punched out while you're naked in front of your boys is another thing, too. And a whole <laughs> yeah. crew of motherfuckers, Which too. is
3: great. And honestly, nice.
1: <laughs>
2: it's, it's too bad that he jumped off a bridge after he shot this movie. Did I'm just playing. It? He went, nah. He's
3: oh, still. <laughs> do that. Don't this is a running it. theme.
0: Please don't believe anything that Andrew's saying right now. <laughs>
3: don't believe it because I did read but some please on, do on, believe something that on something like, that was kind of tragic. Yeah, please I do believe, know, believe that, that Karen like,
0: Russell wants you want Karen Russell to email you.
2: Man, I just, I just, man, let's just get coffees, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Glenn,
0: go for it, Glenn. Give me what are your, what were your impressions over all this?
6: Um. Well, like the first movie was like puberty for me. This was like uh, more like my the early days of my dating life, where there really wasn't much going on. Um, still, still a fair number of erections, but they didn't serve a purpose anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Um. So yeah, it was uh, just. Well, while they improved in some areas, like I mean, obviously the production quality, just. The story was just... There was too many different things going on with no real conclusion to anything. Yeah, nothing was resolved.
0: Yeah. Well, Bimbo Cop blew up. And yeah, I Bill kinda of
2: blew up. Hey, do you think that was a puppet? Like Linnea was working the puppet? It looked like she yes. was working that puppet.
0: I yeah. th- I yep. Almost, uh, she had that hand in there. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Exactly, no. <laughs> gave it
2: that look like she was about to do its voice. You
0: know? it
3: was. <laughs> yeah, she was working a puppet, and, and you know that ending for spoilers people uh, was a, because he just Rick Sloan just naturally assumed that Ginger Lynn Allen was going to be the hard person to get for these movies because she had, she had just come off this successful adult career. You know, she was a lot of buzz happening because she'd done like Hollywood Boulevard 2 and all this stuff and she had other projects. So at the end of this movie, that was really intended to write her out of the series. But it turned out to be that she came back and Linnea would not come back for any others. I never th- found out why. And but. 3
2: is awesome. P.S. It's way better than 2. Oh, boy, I, You I'm know what? I have not
3: – I saw – I've watched these two a bunch. I saw three like two or three times in the 90s. I have not visited since, so I'm really looking forward. Three's
2: the jam. It's really good. It's probably the best one actually. I
3: just remember Malathion, but that's going to the next episode, so.
0: <laughs> Mark, why don't you give me your impressions of this one?
5: The second one? Uh, okay. Yeah, um – like everyone said, there were improvements on some aspects. Other aspects, it wasn't. It was just kind of there, uh, you know. And I, maybe it's this is just a cash grab. You know, this one was just a cash grab. The first one they were making art. This one, I think they were just doing a cash grab. Wait, made, wait, hold your horses. Yeah. Hold your horses. <laughs>
1: The first Explain one was like Kubrick, yourself. and the second one was I, Yeah,
5: no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, the
3: first one they were making art. Let's just quote that. I mean,
2: it was like tree to ultraviolet. Yeah.
0: If you if you like the virgin spring, you will love Vice Academy. Dude. No, it 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 is a it is
5: just there. It's a film so just there. It's it's bad. I mean, I, I like the bimbo cop part only because it was a throw to the RoboCop right, at right, the time, right. and they were continuing the trend that Vice Academy was setting up, is that they're going to pick on the cop shows or the, the current kind of cop trend going that on. Send in- up. In pop, yeah, popular Hollywood. Uh, but when the you when the citizens on patrol are better cops than your cops, that's saying something. I mean, <laughs> it is the worst cop shop ever. If a guy can walk right in, replace the water tank with Spanish Fly, <laughs> and, and they sit out in front of, in yeah. the cop parking lot yes. yelling at the cops, and they get away with no problems. You know what? Even in a car in,
2: that actually doesn't run.
5: Even in the yes. police academy. <laughs> even in the police academy films, they at least had a chase and they caught the bad guys. Like I mean, they weren't that inept, you know. So Well, yeah, and, I mean, and
2: Vice Academy One and Two, which you to remember, is most of the plot will hinge on ways they could come up with for these women to pose as. Hookers, strippers, yes, porn you know. actors, anything that's sexy related to and, get the clothes to come off, they and, have to. And bookkeepers. Know. Don't forget the bookkeeper. and bookkeepers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sexy bookkeepers. But yeah,
5: it's just there. The first one had uh, a few, it was, you know, cute. It, it was, uh, it, you know, fun in some parts. And in this one, yeah, it was pretty much a flat for me. Oh. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> It's because Karen Brian Russell did, wasn't
5: in it. Yeah, yeah. there you, yeah. you go. It yeah, wouldn't have been go. flat
2: Dan, would it?
0: <laughs> Brian, Brian, did I get your your final thoughts on this? Uh, no, you didn't. Oh.
4: Um, I think everyone's going to have gone over it, so I'm just going to say according to – this is, like I think, more for Kate and myself. Um, according to IMDB, Scott Lane is 185 pounds, has dark brown hair and dark brown eyes. So, you know, maybe if you want to get together and make some Valentine's Day cards, you know, Kate, um, you can come over here. I would i have a clean toothbrush for you, I swear. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Awesome.
2: Paul. Just don't use the red one. That one's mine.
0: <laughs> uh, they all look like and, it was. And the gloom, green to underwear is yours
4: too, Andrew. No one else. For real,
2: is it really. might still be warm too. Yeah, yeah. Well,
4: it, it, it is because I clutch it to my heart every night. Before oh, I don't
2: oh. make me cry tonight,
0: Brian I swear I wasn't oh. gonna cry. Right.
1: He has he it underneath heart heart every
0: heart. night.
6: on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Paul,
8: give me your thoughts. Okay, uh, because this was my first time watching it, I actually enjoyed it better than probably the the panel has so far stated, only because after watching the first movie, I kind of understood what the humor was supposed to be. Now, when I first watched it, I didn't understand anything, and so this second movie actually was a little bit better for me, but if I watch it again, I probably won't like it as
0: much. Yeah, that I can guarantee that because the second yeah. viewing, um, I actually again watched it in double speed. Um, <laughs> I I felt like yeah, this should have been a forty-five minute movie. Um, where in regular speed it just was, it just took too long to develop into anything. Scott, I'm going to give you the final words. Go for it. Uh,
3: this is again, this was the first one I'd ever seen. It was uh, when I it was my all. This was probably my first uh, exposure to Linnea Quigley is in a film. Uh, and uh, I grabbed it from the shelf at Mr. Movies, and maybe it's a little bit of nostalgia, but I, you know, I must be a mutant because I, I love this movie about as much as the first one. Uh, I thought it was funny. I thought the lines were great. I love when they're trying out what, for what they think is a stripper position, and she says,
7: "My morals are low, and so is my IQ."
3: That's a great line.
1: <laughs> That's, That's a great, great line.
3: line. <laughs> you know, there's lots of really funny stuff in here. It's you know, it, it kind of continues the theme. Uh, Rick Sloan said that this is where he kind of felt like the move, like, okay, I get what the movies are supposed to be from now on. Sorry, Jericho. <laughs> where <laughs> he says, like, he kind of got the vibe, like, okay, it's going to be like this... And it's got these like these silly villains and stuff like that, and this silly plot that would never, ever, ever, ever happen, but it's such a slapstick thing, so who cares? I had a great time with Vice Academy, too. I still love this movie. I do. I, I uh, have no apologies. Yeah, there's
0: <laughs> definitely an audience, and it definitely felt like it kind of got a groove behind it. Um, yeah, But like Andrew said, I, I agree with him. There's just a whole lot of nothing going on. But there we go, folks. This was Vice Academy 1 and 2, the first episode of three episodes. Next episode, we'll be doing Vice Academy 3 and 4. Then we'll have 5 and 6 on the final episode. I want to thank you all for tuning in and listening. I want to thank my panel here, all my friends for coming in and, and starting this journey with me. We're hoping in the next coming weeks that we're going to have Rick Sloan on the program. And I just talked to Miss Linnea Quigley the other day, and I should be talking with her on the phone, and maybe we can get down to why she wasn't involved with any of the other films. Maybe try to dig a little dirt. I don't want to dig too much dirt, because I just want to talk about the happy stuff with Miss Quigley, because it's really fun to talk the happy stuff with Miss Quigley. She's a very, very fun lady. So, in parting, thanks for coming along with us. For what hopefully will be a good set of episodes um, and a bunch of more knowledge than you'll ever need to know about a series that barely anyone knows about, which is kind of the aim of Astro Radio Z. So, people, let's doil out the pimpage. Let's let's give the, the fine listeners uh, some avenues to go and check out your wares. Mr. Brian Kirst, hit it.
4: Uh, best place is Big Gay Horror Fan on Facebook. Glenn Done. Bittner.
6: And look up Naked Hobo Productions on Facebook or the B-Movie Bunker on YouTube. Scott Davis.
3: You can find me on movieocrity.com. I'm not going to fucking spell it. Movieocrity.com, and I've got a web series on Vimeo and YouTube, but you can pretty much find everything on movieocrity.com.
0: Awesome. Mr. Andrew Shearer.
2: Oh, hi, everybody. Um, I've got a a new movie out on Amazon On Demand called Underground Cinema, S-I-N-E-M-A. I also have a movie on there called Pajama Nightmare, Fake Blood, and Mondo Gonzo. And Karen Russell, if you're listening, man, I'm not even trying to put you in a movie, man. I'm just trying to be, you know, like just trying to be friends.
0: Kate Owens, give the fine people an avenue to find you.
7: Um, it's onlymovieblog dot com and the Cinemaphile podcast, where Mr. Andrew, I love Karen Russell Shear, and I do
0: a <laughs> series. Each I still time. like you more, Kate.
7: <laughs>
0: I, you know what I like—the Cinnamon Toast podcast that you guys do. <laughs> I, I absolutely love that podcast my favorite. Uh, Mr. Mark the Movie Man, give these fine people all of your shit. All of my (laughs) shit.
5: Uh, You you can go to uh, Special Mark Productions. (laughs) And there you go.
1: All high marks.
5: marks. (laughs) uh, If you go to SpecialMarkProductions.com you'll get a link there to uh, the stuff that I do for Wheel of Film. I do two horror segments a week because there's just that much horror films to cover uh, i also do uh, the final cut movie review show and also uh i host the film jerks podcast uh which was started by grand poobah here and also i have my uh other podcast the spoiler room uh so check those out you can find all those at SpecialMarkProductions.com.
0: busy 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 man man yes mr paul Salzer. It's your turn. You can find me at Bambi Joe cream dot, No. Uh, <laughs> 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 Wait.
8: cheese Tell,
1: Bambi me, more, Joe so tell <laughs> me
0: more. No. Actually. Say um, it slowly.
8: Bambi
1: Joe. <laughs> he
8: really did it. <laughs> uh, actually, you can find me at ForsakenFilmReviews.wordpress.com. Awesome.
0: Awesome. And, of course, I am Derek Carey. You can find Astro Radio Z on iTunes and Stitcher Smart Radio and a bunch of other outlets. Anywhere where you can find podcasts, you can find Astro Radio Z and Film Jerks and The Stooge Cast. All of it's under the banner of Astro Radio Z. Um, You can also go to astroradioz.com. You find all the old episodes there, um, all the ancillary podcasts I just told you about. Go check it out please do it or you can contact me at astro radio z podcast at gmail.com if you are so inclined you can check out some of my movies there was a brand new wholesome family motion picture entitled hole in the wall that just came out you can go to vimeo.com and rent it there you can go to indyrain.com rain.com rent it there for a measly two dollars well, I mean, and there's this weird, weird guy
4: shit. at the beginning of it Yeah, there's a Andrew. You are fucking awesome in that.
3: Brian, I think Hole in the the Wall got that actual like Dove certification, didn't it? For like Family Fair, like (laughs) (laughs) yes. I
0: I actually released it in a clamshell, a white clamshell through Disney. (laughs) it was (laughs) pre-approved clamshell. But legitimately, if you want to go to Store and V, you can find uh, Rabbit Child Films. That's my production company. You can find. Hole in the Wall on VHS. There are a few copies of it left. Help support us. Help us so we can make a DVD and Blu-ray press of this and get this out to you. You can also find Swamphead and Screaming in High Heels and all the rest of our nonsense. Just Google it. That's what the Internet's for, you dummies. Do it. So anyways, from me and everyone else here on Astro Radio Z, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.